please have a seat. This is, this is one serious collection of books you've got here. The mere tip of a looming, lumbering iceberg, I'm afraid. An archive of the various ways in which clients have found themselves passing through our hallowed halls. So these are all stories about how people died? Not just how, my dear. Why? Huh, that's pretty cool. Yes. It is, isn't it? You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 256. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we finally learned why we got fired from the funeral business. That when prepping a body for a funeral, you're supposed to be taking bodily fluids out of the bodies. <laughs> Silly us. In. Embalmer. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, hey, we're back. We're back. It's been almost a month. It's been a while. It's well, been a long time. Not for you. Listeners, not no, no. Well, if if any of you are still there, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Yeah, what has it been? Three weeks. It's been three recording? weeks. Wow. We last, and I got to tell you, felt fucking weird. <laughs> felt good. I don't know what you're talking about. Ooh, no. I felt like I was doing something wrong. Yeah, it was bizarre. Super bizarre. Well, I kept on, <laughs> I kept on having like panic, like not panic attacks, but like moments of panic where I'm like, oh shit, I was supposed to do something for the show, and and then I was like, oh yeah. We uh we're not recording for another month and a half. Yeah, it's uh it's, it's been it's been odd. Yeah, it's, it's been, been busy. Weird. It's been a busy week or busy three weeks for me at least. Yeah, good good excuses to not record. Mikey's been uh I moved. Move. Moving. I'm no longer Studio B is gone. Studio B has officially closed. Closed its doors. Probably some probably some random asshole is sitting in Studio B right now. My the my old upstairs neighbor is now happily flicking cigarette butts off of her uh, porch yeah. onto the grass in front of whoever's living there now. Let let them deal with it. Exactly. But we're coming at you live from the hangar. The hangar. <laughs> I like the name. It's a good name. Yeah, it is. It's a good name. And I haven't been down here in quite a long time. James, I like it. It's pretty cool, it's like right? Your own little mini man cave down here. I think it's a proper man cave. I think it's. Uh, Does a man cave really have to be big? Like, what what makes this a mini man cave? Well, I mean, it depends on how much you stretch it out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I love it though. I, I was down here when you redid the wall, but I didn't see stuff on it. And then you and your pops just built you nice, built yourself a nice fancy desk. Yeah. Well, we were we were originally gonna have to. When setting up to do the podcast tonight, we were going to have to figure out how to move all of that shit and utilize the top of that to record our podcast, okay. which... Um, it wouldn't have been hard. Everything was on the butcher block. Just take the butcher block off and move it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that bad. We put it on sawhorses or something that like that. Move it. Move it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dad came over yesterday and we built that nice looking uh, heavy duty bench behind us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i like the way it turned out down yeah, here. that's good i'm still yeah. working on it there's still some things i need to do but you put my shelf to good to good use yeah i see that yeah i need to move it somewhere else though because it's not that's not a great place for it but i hope uh, you i hope you washed it when you got it home i did i mean it was in my bathroom bleach i took Probably. bleach to it 
probably, it, some, probably some poop on it. It already smelled like <laughs> it already smelled like bleach. To be honest, if you no, know what, no, if you know I, what I mean. Uh, oh, I, I mean I don't know what you're talking about. Because some people some people say that cum smells like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Who says? Did that? I really have to spell it out for Who you? Who says that? No, look it up, dude. Well, then you probably shouldn't shouldn't be putting it on people's faces. You don't want to get bleach in their eyes. <laughs> Right um, when, you know, when, I, I, when you're embalming people, <laughs> a terrible joke just jumped into my head really quickly, and I'm not going to say it because uh, it would it, it wouldn't be a great way to start our our first episode back. Well, um, we already started it by talking about bukkake, so I mean, how much lower can you possibly? I mean, get? it had something to do with bukkake, kind of. <laughs> Somewhere there's a wild Josh with a, a smile on his face right now. Um, oh, look at that! My fucking thing finally updated. Oh, your sweet Mac is yeah. finally uh, finally wanting to work. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Maybe not. I don't know. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but but uh, yeah, you, no. you moved into a, a house? I'm in a house. I live I live with a female mm. now, James. For the first time. Uh, That's debatable. Actually, no, it's not That's the first debatable. time in my life. I live with roommate Jen. What am I talking about? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no, me and, uh, me and the lady got a place. It's uh, it's It's been, dare I say, frustrating uh, a little bit moving <laughs> in here. Uh, our, our landlord is a super nice guy. And no part of me believes that he's malicious whatsoever, but it's like pulling teeth to sort of get anything done and to get him to kind of see see things the way that we see it. So it's been a little bit of a, a little bit of pulling teeth with that, but uh, but we're well, in, we're good. To be fair, he has a pretty um, he's got a pretty busy and active musical career. That's true. I found that out. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Like don't try, don't worry, guys. To, we're renting from Johnny V. Johnny V. Don't you don't you worry. <laughs> Country royalty. Uh, we're some, gonna, something we're, like that. We're gonna I mean, miss we're gonna miss us. That's all I gotta say. He's, uh, he's we're gonna miss us. He's played at the Arts Beats and Eats, James. Well, That's a big time. <laughs> yeah, he did. Along uh, with with the likes of Cheap Trick, circa night or not nineteen, circa twenty what, fifteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean it it doesn't does it get much bigger than that? Uh Buck Cherry. I mean, it's true. You know, who played there this year? Those are some heavy hitters. Uh, who did play there this year? I, went, I thought I, you went. I did. I did. Who did I go see? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember who I went to go see. Uh, um, I know that uh, Neon Trees played one night. I do like Neon Trees. I know that. Who the f- oh my god! Who the fuck played? <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't that good of a show. Who'd oh, go- oh, oh, oh! It was um, Rise Against. Played. Oh, Rise Against yeah. played this year. Yeah. How was, were they? I never really they were, asked They were you. super, super good live. That was the first gigantic crowd that I was a part of since uh, everything started. No, it wasn't. No, being in the being in the thick of a crowd, like being in an actual crowd of thousands of people. What about the Weezer? The no, Weezer well, show? well, we were in seats for that though. Yeah, but so you were we, like out walking the mezzanine and stuff, weren't you? Only walking in and out. We didn't really leave much once no, we got in there. So right you're only on. around the same couple of people, you know? Sure, yeah. But in like the crowd setting there, it was definitely kind of odd. Just because, you know. That was me. Sorry. What the fuck. That was me. Um, but anyway, no. Um, yeah, moving has been crazy. Uh, our house is almost put together. I'd say it's about 70% there at this point. I got a whole full day of putting stuff away tomorrow and hopefully getting it looking like uh Looking like a, a real place. We already lost our cat once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did you lose her? Uh, she decided to hide in one of the cupboards that has a hole, and she decided to get stuck in the walls of the house. Hmm. On night two, I had to rip apart the cabinetry to get her out of a wall. 
It's very people under the stairs of her. Yeah, yeah. no shit, no shit. <laughs> uh, that already happened. Already had a hot water tank fail on us. So this has just been a bang up move into yeah. this new house. Let me yeah, tell you. off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, super good, super. Good. <laughs> um, but no, it's it, it'll be good once we uh, once we get settled in. You know, moving's always stressful and weird. This the, one's been a little extra weird, but the fact you know. that you're you've only been in there what a week, two week weeks, and week and a half, and you're already seventy percent unpacked is impressive to me because we were we remained 70% unpacked for 2 years. About 70% of the time you've been here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we we uh we still had boxes sitting in our dining room. I think cuz uh Aaron was 8 months pregnant when we mm-hmm. moved in. So we had our son shortly after that and yeah. uh Well, you unpacked that box. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, like so, you know, he was he was born, and and I I use that. I hope obviously. he was born. He didn't just appear. He was he appeared <laughs> he one day, phased out Star Trek style. <laughs> he, he walked through the door one day, and uh, and and I kind of you know I'm me, so I use that as an excuse of oh I've got a son now, I've got responsibilities, I can't unpack these boxes. So we had boxes sitting in our dining room for like. Two years, I think. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. My anxiety, my anxiety after a week and a half is starting to get to me. Just living in, like, just junk, you know, like yeah. stuff everywhere. It drives me nuts. So. Well, the well, the reality is, is, it was stuff that was in boxes for two years, so obviously it wasn't that important. Well, sure, I should have just thrown the boxes away. None of the stuff, contents and all. Yeah, none of the stuff that I have in my living room now is stuff that I necessarily need to survive. Right. But it's stuff that needs to be gone through. Because, you know, when you're packing up, you get all your big stuff out. And then when you go back to get secondary stuff, it's all just crap that mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you've accumulated in, like, for me, two and a half years you know, yeah. at, uh, at Studio B. Talk, so it's like... <clears throat> talk to me in 10 years. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't realize how much you accumulate. So all the stuff that is in these boxes is just shit that you... There's no rhyme or reason <clears throat> how the boxes were packed. Yeah. It's just... Take, throw, put it in, get it out. Like right. so, I got it. So I just need to go through it all. That's how figure I, out that's what's how our what. Son and... was made. Uh, coincidentally, what? take, throw, put it in, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so we're we're getting there though. It's uh, it's been fun. Cool. Um, yeah, can't complain. Right on. Other than that though, it's uh, yeah, that's been. I feel like there was something else. What else has been going on? No, there was there was something else that I was just going to talk about. Have we? Have we? It, have we recorded since we went to a show? Did we? No. No? I don't. How long? I, I don't can't know. We went to go anything. see Des Rocks. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, if you guys have never heard of Des Rocks, look him up. He's awesome. Yep. Um, um, underappreciated here in Detroit. Super, well, I mean, he was appreciated for the people that were there. He, yeah, but have you have you been keeping up on any of his shows on Instagram or anything? They've been bigger, haven't they? He, yeah. Much bigger. Like he's, he's 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 much bigger in other locales. I'm actually sort of happy we saw him in a small place though. Oh, because for sure. He's gonna be huge. Huge. He is going to be huge. Huge. Yes. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's he's one of those guys that's just super talented mm. and I'm pumped that we got to see him in a small club setting. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Well, um, he was, I, before COVID hit, <clears throat> Aaron and I went to a show, not to see him specifically, but he was the opener and he stole the show. Like when we walked away from the show, we're like, holy shit, that guy was awesome. And, uh, it's weird saying that guy because it's, it, he always tours with the same two other musicians. Sure. It's a his band. His buddies. It's a band. It's a band, but it's all, it's, it's him, you know? 
he is Des Rocks, but then sure. he it's kind of weird. Like, it's, it's kind of like Marilyn it's almost Manson. Like, it's almost like you're not giving them their propers. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? It's, it's like Marilyn Manson, though. Like right. The band is called technically Marilyn Manson. But it's him. But he is Marilyn Manson. That's actually, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That's it's kind So of anyway, he was, uh, he was our last show before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And then aside from the, the big show at uh, Comerica, when we went to see Guns N' Roses, he was our first show back from COVID. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Kind of bookending COVID with the same... The same artist. Same. Pretty rad. Same dude. <clears throat> so anyway, what anything else been going on? I have no idea, dude. It's like my memory is only my memory only lasts a week. Yeah, no, so. I'm with you. I know there was something else I was gonna bring up and I completely forget what it was. Uh I've <laughs> I've become obsessed with a new phone game. What's that? The Stranger Things game. <laughs> there's a Stranger Things there's game. There's a there's a new game that's kind of like that Galaxy of Heroes game that uh, our buddy Tank plays and they have the whole Galaxy of Bureaus podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like that. Only it's like it's like bejeweled, where you have to like line up three like colors of jewels. But you also have characters that are linked color wise to them, and it's like a battle game, and it's addictive. It's That's super weird. fun. I love it. <laughs> there was a st- I've been killing plenty of time with it. There was a Stranger Things game a couple of years ago too. Do you remember? Yeah, that, that was awesome. That I was beat like it. the um, top down, the top down, yeah. top down RPG or whatever. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Stranger, Things, Stranger Things is killing it, and they're uh, they're coming back soon. There's so many TV shows coming out, so many movies coming out. Yep. Halloween came out today. Halloween came Have out today. To uh, Chucky oh, premiered. Hey, what? We haven't recorded since October hit. Happy Happy Halloween. Oh, month. Happy Halloween. Well, I mean, Halloween started last month. Well, that's true. Technically, so, but the month of because it does Halloween not... Halloween starts on September 1st, as everybody knows. What? It does not feel like Halloween this year. At least for me, it doesn't. It was it was 80 degrees yesterday. I know, I know. This is bullshit. Nothing really feels like it. But it doesn't stop my locust tree from shitting all over my yard. <laughs> it sucks, dude. I'm sure you saw it when you walked in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's been raining the last couple of days, so now it's just... Wet shit. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, two inches of matted, thick locust tree leaves. Mm. Awful. Lovely. Awful. Lovely. Um, But, yeah, uh... Uh, what the hell are we talking about? No, Halloween see. started. Hey, oh, it doesn't feel like Halloween. It, yeah. it really doesn't at all. I'm going to a cider mill on Sunday, so maybe that'll get me into the uh, fall spirit. We did. We took the kids to uh, Blake's mm-hmm. Big Apple. Couple uh, last weekend. Big Apple. Big Apple. Three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was fun. It was nice and, but it was again, it was too warm. Like when I go to a, an apple orchard or a pumpkin patch, you I want, want to be a little crisp. I want to wear layers. Sure. Right. I get it. And I'm fucking, I'm, I'm carrying a bag of apples and f- like six pumpkins underneath my arm, and I'm sweating my balls off. <laughs> I really trying want to, to see you to carrying car. six pumpkins and a bag of apples. I that, did. that sounds hysterical. To I me. did. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Got some, you know, got those donuts. Mm. Oh god, those donuts. Hell yeah. And then we stopped at this other place called uh, Van Hout Farms. Okay. It's just a little tiny place, but they've got the, they've got pumpkins that are like the size of this couch that's a big pumpkin. huge like record-setting pumpkins they're massive and then they also have a field of flowers with this big like um like vine teepee with flowers all over it and and a like a like a gypsy wagon with like you know like colored scarves hanging from it It looked like something i haven't seen it looks like midsummer i was gonna say i haven't seen (laughs) midsummer yet but i was like 
There's, I bet when the sun goes down, this place... There's a fucking cult living out there. Yeah, there's, this place gets weird. <laughs> so, it was cool, though. It was it's a really pretty, nice place. It's pretty weird. It was pretty fucking weird. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, dude. That's, uh, that's pretty much all I got yeah, going on. I, mean, I can't it's really been, think of much else. Uh, it's, it's been a time. Yeah. You just, know, busy and... That's 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 all there is to it. Well, uh, I'm happy to be back in your place. By the way, we realized when I walked into your house, this is like the first time in almost two years that I've come over here and, and exclusively hung out inside your home. It's like I've been in here, but like I feel like that can't possibly be true, but I think it is. I, it's close to it. I like I said, I've is. been over here, but we've been outside the majority of the time. Right. Well, hang on. And it's not like you haven't come in the house, yeah. but like we, yeah, pretty much since the beginning of COVID, which. Uh, and it's more so because I'll, I I came I came over to your apartment to hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think it's more so just like during COVID, my house sort of went to shit, so I never wanted anybody in it. <laughs> and then we forced you into it. Yeah. Well, this is good that we're recording here now because now I have I'm forced to at least clean my house once every two weeks. Well, there you go. <laughs> so. But uh, hey, Hey, cheers 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 to uh, coming back home. This table's too long. (laughs) Yeah, we're sitting at opposite ends of the table now. It's weird. It is weird. But I've got so I feel like I have so much room to do things. You do. Yeah, you do. And do you like like my do you like my makeshift coolers? I do. I like those. Like those little popcorn bowls. I think it's actually a pretty good (laughs) pretty good setup. You know, Um, you know, else there's so much more room for hmm. corrections. Hmm. All right, let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, so we do have some, James. Yes, we do. Do let, you have any? I do. I'll let you start, though. All right. Um, I barely remember talking about this stuff because it was so freaking long ago, but can you change your IQ? Ooh. This is this one. It, there's kind of two schools of thought on this one. Okay. Um, there's some people who say, yes, you can raise your IQ uh, if you exercise your brain enough, of course, which, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's another school of thought that says, no difference. There's a difference between ability and knowledge. Yeah. So you can teach a person to function better with what they have. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, 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 like it doesn't necessarily mean that you make them smarter. It just means that you take what they have already and teach them to use it more efficiently. Sure. Sure. Which makes that, that one makes more sense to me. To me, I think IQ is more. It's 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 something that's just innate. It's something sure, that you sure. are born it's with. It's like a. It's like it's like you're talking about. You went to the uh, apple orchard. It's like a bag of apples, right? You um, can you can pile apples into your bag, yeah, and then you can rearrange those apples to fit more. But you're never going to make the bag bigger. Yes, that's pretty good. I think. Yeah. I don't know, because my IQ is not that high, so I, I can't tell if that's smart or not. Speaking of, one of my corrections has to do with your IQ. Oh, okay. And that is uh, Mensa considers that between 85 and 115 to be standard IQ levels for okay. av- for the average person. Okay. And anything above 130 is considered a high IQ, which means that even though you are 10% more than me or 10, 10, 10 points, points higher yeah. than me mm-hmm. all that means is that you are just way more average than me i'm just i'm just, I'm just <laughs> super standard <laughs> that's, that's what that means <laughs> <laughs> all right that's fair um oh shit i put my phone down so i guess i'm below standard well, okay this oh. one's courtesy of roommate jen okay uh the pronunciation the correct pronunciation of the town in uh in massachusetts yeah 
you know, they've got like Gloucester, Gloucester yeah. that's spelled Gloucester. They've got Worcester that's spelled Worcester. Mm-hmm. So we were wondering about Dorchester. Yeah. It is Dorchester. It is Dorchester, yeah. Yes. Uh, and that comes courtesy of... Marky she, Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. She specifically <laughs> sent us a, a video of w- the Wahlburgers dudes talking about Dorchester. If anyone's so, going to say it correctly, it's going to be them. It's going to be them. Take it. Take that for gospel. Bunch of kids from the Southeast. Yeah. I think Go- the gospel. I don't, I don't actually know if they're from the Southeast or what the Southeast actually are. Doesn't doesn't matter. It's the gospel according to Wahlberg. <laughs> So, um, okay, let's see here. Uh, James, you did indeed help me move that gigantic box of movies. You said you weren't going to help me move. <laughs> oh, and you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, and then this comes courtesy of uh, Josh from uh, the Bloody Good Film Podcast. <laughs> Aquaman was blonde, not ginger. Yeah. I don't remember this conversation. We said it twice, so you must not remember the episode. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. That I swear, at all. I swear to God, I remembered Aquaman being a ginger, but whatever. Okay. Apparently, he was blonde. Well, and then you sent the picture to the to our snap group, and you said, "What color is this dude's hair?" And everybody, it was a it was a resounding blonde. I still think everybody's colorblind, but um, whatever. I've got one more here. Okay. And I'm just gonna read this as is because it's pretty long. We were driving to the Desrock show, mm-hmm. and you said something about Del Toro presents after midnight mm-hmm. and mentioned that vincenzo natale is mm. directing a segment and i said the guy who directed never hike alone yeah, yeah. and then you said you proceeded to it's... make fun of me for thinking that he was the guy who directed never hike alone uh but i found out that the reason i said that was because we were talking about never hike alone on our last show and you said that doing one big project is easier than than uh they can move on at yeah, that point, yeah. I'm sure Vincenzo um, Natali, he was actually, he's doing a, a short in that Del Toro. Isn't he doing a short yeah, in that Del Toro yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. So fast forward one week, we were going to the show. You mentioned Del Toro's <laughs> anthology. You mentioned Vincenzo Natali. My brain goes back and scoops up that bad info that you that you had on the show and says, oh, the director of Never Hike Alone. But it was your fault because you said it one week prior. What the fuck are you talking about? Unless you are shamed by me. Um, it's not the same guy. We were thinking of Vincent DeSanti. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you gave shit information on the show. Sure. I did And that a lot. said that it was Vincenzo Natali who directed Never Hike Alone. Yeah. So it's a correction. It wasn't him. <laughs> so when we were in the car and you were making fun of me for saying that Vincenzo Natali directed Never Hike Alone, it was actually because I was going off of the shit information that you gave me on the show. And this is why we do corrections. Right. There you go. And this one was unnecessary See, because this was actually something that happened in our personal life, but I felt like I needed to shame you on the show for this. And this is, I see that I set this up because I wanted to reaffirm why we do corrections. Yeah. So this is all set up. Uh-huh. You played it right into my hands. You were, you were putty <laughs> in these fingers. Don't make that gesture <laughs> when you say that. That's gross. Putty in my hands. Looks like you're tickling an apple bag. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Is that it for corrections then? <laughs> yes. Okay. What are we talking about this week? Hey, uh, this week, uh, to get into the Halloween spirit, we figured what's more Halloween than like a funeral home, right? Or a morgue. Or a mortuary. Or a mortuary. So uh, we decided to do two movies s- surrounded around mortuaries. Well, and really, you you said, we sh- I've, you're like, we're only doing two episodes in the month of October. I feel like we should do Halloween-y. Yeah. Spooky, spooky kind of stuff. And my mind Im- immediately went to the Mortuary Collection, mm-hmm. just because 
having only ever seen the the trailer for it, it just gave me that hollow excuse me, Halloween vibe. And you, you know what I mean? And you were not wrong. I was not wrong. It was very Halloween-y. Um, so we watched the Mortuary Collection and also Mortuary. Correct. Uh, from 1983. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> uh, and to go along with that, we've got from Brew Detroit. I think I have it. Here we go. From Brew Detroit, Bring Out Your Dead. Yep. Which we could have saved this for if we ever did the movie Bring Out Your Dead. Bring Out the Dead. Bring Out oh, the okay. Dead. <laughs> Bring okay. Out the Dead. Just chug it. Okay, fine. Chug, chug, chug. All right, so <laughs> so this is Bring Out Your Dead from Brew Detroit. It's an India Pale Ale. It is a uh, 4.8%er, so it's not that bad. Dry hopped with lotus and mosaic hops. That lend notes of citrus, berry, and fruit, finishing with a mild bitterness. Crisp, light, juicy. This beer was brewed in proud partnership with Detroit City Football Club and the faithful of Detroit City. And they crafted this beer after me. What, the faithful of Detroit no, City? No. no, say it again, how, how they describe it. This beer, the whole thing? Yeah. Dry, dry hopped with lotus and mosaic hops that lend notes of citrus, berry, and fruit, finishing with a mild bitterness. Keep going. <laughs> Crisp, light, and juicy. That's me. Okay. Crisp, light, and juicy, all baby. All right, all right. <laughs> this beer was brewed in proud partnership with Detroit City Football Club and the faithful of Detroit City. That's a very, I always like, forget about the Detroit City Football Club. It's a soccer club that is in Detroit. They always had a big stadium oh, built for it. So proper, uh, fo- so yeah. proper football. Proper football, yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, our buddy Matt was into it a lot. Who? Uh, Matt. Um, Matt who? Matt. No one listening knows who we're talking about. Uh, fucking Brian's friend. I don't know who you're yeah, talking you do. about. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, well, I can't think of his last name. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off here. Fucking Brian's our buddy, friend. Yeah, our buddy Matt. He's got a friend named Matt. Yes, he does. Believe it or not, he has friends. You're not talking about Matt. Marion. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. He was. Why could you not think of his last name? I, I He's your friend too. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's never invited me on his boat more than once, so yeah, we're really right? not friends, right? <laughs> All right, uh, this uh, it, it looks it looks quite nice. It's, it's hazy. It's got sort of it's a, got a good good I, IPA type body to it. Sort of a nice uh, cheers, sir. It's too far to cheers on this fucking table. Cheers is too damn far. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's give it a little taste. Let's give it, let's give it a little. <laughs> Oh God, it hurts! <laughs> hurts so good. <laughs> so, so a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I got in, so it's Friday, which means it's pizza day, right? Of course. And I, and I got extremely. Uh, I also had pizza. It, I got extremely impatient picking up a pie from Johnny Z's, uh, and that's good pie. It's good pie, but I got uh, I got impatient, and as soon as I got back to my car, I opened up the opened it up for a slice to eat on the way home. <laughs> Took a bite of it and promptly scalded off the entire first layer of skin on the inside of my mouth with the burning hot pizza sauce from the pie. Listen, <laughs> I get that didn't stop me from continually eating it though. So I get where I then burned it like three more times on the ride home. Two things here. I get where your head was at because like if you get fast food, right? Oh yeah. On your way home, you got a snack. You right? sneak into those fries. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
It's pizza, though. <laughs> like, who does that? Yeah, pizza's literally made to be mobile. I guess, but like... You put a little crease in the crust to fold it up uh, New York style, stop it from dripping anywhere. Dude, it's, it's, it's the perfect compact food. It's a better... Like, if you're if you're not over a table or a plate, it's a better standing food than it is a sitting food. Because you can fair. drop toppings, especially if it's hot pizza. Or grease if yeah, it's good you pizza. Can, right, you can, yeah. dr- you can drop hot toppings... And hot grease. <laughs> Just pump hot grease under your lap. <laughs> oh, um, God. So the other thing is, how shitty do you feel that you sacrificed your mouth for vegan gluten-free oh, pizza? Oh, no, this wasn't vegan gluten-free pizza. Oh, it wasn't? It was, was normal, it was yeah. normal yeah. regular people yeah. pizza? Okay. Because cause no matter how many times I tell you this, James, <laughs> I don't only eat vegan. Oh, I just figured since I got were... one for her, got one for her, one for me. Oh, you guys got your own pies? Yeah, I got a little, I got a small because that's all I needed. But, well, to you know. be fair, the day that we moved your moved into your place, uh, you got us pizza from Johnny Z's, yeah. and the Did vegan glu- the vegan gluten free stuff looked pretty good. Did you try it? I'm not gonna lie, oh, no, no I didn't. No, it's really good. It was packed with fucking. It was you know there's toppings like to the sky. So. so not that this is interesting to literally anybody, but I was preaching the gospel of the dilly dilly pickle pizza from this place called mama bees around here this should be interesting to people listen if you've ever slept on the pickle pizza don't sleep on it it's amazing at least if you Eat get it. it from a good place it's Eat amazing it instead yeah I but would... i realized something i think part of my enjoyment factor of that <clears throat> was that we got it on the gluten-free crust because the gluten-free crust is by def it just always is no matter where you get it from it's always more of a thin crust mm-hmm. and i think that aided in the experience of the pizza I don't feel like I would have liked it as much with a thicker crust. Hmm. I know you guys all got it with a thicker crust. Hmm. So I think the, the thin crust, the gluten-free crust, was the way to go for it. It was less bread to topping ratio. How about this? Yes. How about, because Fridays are pizza day, mm-hmm. uh, in two weeks when we record again, I will get a dilly-dilly and have it ready for us. With the gluten-free crust? No, with the regular crust. Oh. So that you can try it on the regular crust. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Am I putting you out? Am I putting you out by buying you a pickle pizza? No, no, we're good. We're good. I just feel like I feel like I liked it more than everybody else. I'm wondering if that's why, though. No. Like, I think my experience <clears throat> with it was different. No, no. That's all. Like I told you, I enjoyed it uh, very much. My first piece, I was like, I was like, hmm, okay. I mean, it tastes good, but I was like, eh, is it really all it's cracked up to be my second piece i nuked it yeah you know because what? i got it nuked pickles though that doesn't seem like it i it put was, it back in the oven well not no not well yeah i feel that, like putting it back in the oven would have been this, the way to go probably yeah. had i been more patient but we were trying to finish game of thrones so oh, fair enough fair you know enough. i yeah. just I, I had to do the old 23 seconder <laughs> in the in the microwave um, and also, you you don't have the option of nuking something I don't. because you guys don't. We're getting a new one. You we're guys don't own one. a microwave because you're a bunch of freaks. No, we're getting a new one. All right, you talk yeah. her in. Talk oh, no, her no, into yeah. it. No, no, we're gonna get one though. That is a it's a microwave. Uh, it's a microwave. It's a convection oven and a pressure not pressure uh, air fryer all in one. And it's also carbon neutral. So probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feed it diesel actually. Uh. <laughs> I like to make fun of your lady for uh, being a hippie. Oh, so do I. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, the beer's good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the beer. It is It is good. I uh, I enjoy it. It's got sort of like a tropical fruitiness almost to it. 
which most IPAs do. It's just, I'll be honest with you, it's a standard IPA. There's nothing over and atop amazing about it, but it's very good. It's a little fruitier, I would say, than a stand. Like it, it's so? got less of a bite and more of a um, a, a fruity. Well, well fruity every forward every sip I take has a bite because my mouth feels like it's on fire. So yeah. you're yeah. probably peeling the skin off. Oh yeah, you. <laughs> no, there's none left. I've peeled it all off. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good though because it's like a chemical peel. So now the roof of your mouth is gonna look young and youthful and oh, beautiful. With the carbonation, like bubbles against the raw. Mm. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. Anyway, um, you should get some warheads on the way hey, home. What? Ooh, ooh, no, our sour patch kids. Oh, <laughs> be the worst. All right, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, we obviously have not recorded in three weeks, so there's three weeks worth of headlines to go through. I have successfully knocked down the three weeks of headlines into six news stories, James. Six. And I, by comparison, um, knowing that people enjoy the Blu-ray section of the news the it's best. True. true, they do. I have meticulously gone through and found Every single one for the last three weeks. All right, and have detailed them uh, in 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 great. I, I'm about to use detail just, again. That's I don't know how to speak. <laughs> no, just, actually, you should I, start your own podcast and just do Blu-rays because <laughs> it's what the people want. It'd take five minutes um, and I'm out. Somehow, some way, though, unless I've completely missed something, there's no deaths in the last three weeks. Oh my gosh, weird. That's 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 a, weird. That's a good thing. It's a good thing, but it's weird. Um, okay, uh, starting off here, I guess this is kind of a death because uh, well, it's a call. It's about burying something. Um, so we talked about before how uh, it was announced that they are developing an alien TV series, right? Okay. And Ridley Scott was said to have been on board as one of the producers. Ridley Scott has now talked about the alien series in a little blurb, uh, and he told uh, the blurb. UK's Independent, "quote." It'll never be as good as the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's Ridley Scott's quote about the series that, for, he, that he is producing. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> what, what a vote of Dude. confidence. <laughs> well, like... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. How would you, he's not wrong, right? Like, he's not wrong. Right. Nothing is going to be as good as the first one, but like... How would you feel, though, <laughs> if you were somebody like the, you know, the... the other producers, the directors, the writers, the actors of this show, and the, 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 you see Ridley's quote in, in in some magazine, and you're like, "Oh, it's basically him being lot, like, asshole. it's basically him being like, it's gonna suck, but they're paying me, so <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very John Carpenter I'll, of you." <laughs> you know, I was just fucking thinking that <laughs> it's gonna suck, but I'm gonna be able to play video games for the next year without having to do any work. So. Oh my god, I just thought that was absolutely hysterical. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he goes, it'll never be as good as the first one. That's what I'll say. Wow. That's uh, that's kind of shitty. I mean, maybe he's being tongue-in-cheek about it, but still, that's kind of yeah, sure. shitty. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, on to something that's not shitty. Uh, David Gordon Green, right? Yeah. The uh, madman behind the new Halloween trilogy. D-Dubs G, I like D- to call D-dub- him. D-Dubs G. I like it. Um, Do you? I do actually, because it's shitty. No, I like it. D Dubs G. <laughs> D Dubs G. It's good. It's good. Um, oh, D G squared. Oh. Yeah. 
or DG squared or dog dog dog. <laughs> okay, um, so after he's done with the Halloween franchise, mm-hmm. uh, it's already been reported that he is uh, going to be working on a new Exorcist trilogy. Oh. And now it is being confirmed that uh, he will be, in fact, directing all three of the Exorcist movies. Okay. Uh, which is pretty awesome. It says, uh, the first one of our trilogy is written and the second two are being outlined, so we've got a ways to go on that, but we know where we're going. It's a new journey with some familiar characters and some new ones as well. Um, I know that he has said that in the past that he likes all of the movies mm-hmm. and that there's a place for all of them within his timeline. So that's kind of cool. Even the heretic. He likes even the heretic. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to uh, leave the uh, the bastard child out. You know, maybe that's what it is. But, sure, sure. Um, so I'm excited about that though. Seems like he's gonna be locked up for a good long while doing these horror movies. Okay. So I am into it. I don't know if um, if what's his fuck is also involved with it though who uh the other writing partner for halloween movies uh the comedian well, i can't think of his name oh uh, uh danny mcbride yeah i don't know if danny mcbride has anything to do with these i don't think so but uh i kind of hope that he is because i like his voice in the halloween movies i also like his voice so in the halloween movies i just like his musk <laughs> um okay so so speaking of new takes on things uh sci-fi has a new show coming out about day of the dead mm-hmm. and uh one of the things that i've been wondering about the series is whether or not it actually has connections to the romero movie because mm-hmm. uh, day of the dead is my favorite of the dead movie hands down yeah uh, I like, love Dawn, don't get me wrong, but Day is Day is my jam. Right. Um, so Stephen Kostansky, uh, who just did Psycho Gorman and The Void and all that, mm-hmm. uh, right. he's directed half of the episodes. And uh, they asked him how much it has to do with it. And this is what he had to say about it for anybody who, you know, um, was asking these same questions. Um, it says, where are we at here? Oh, here we go. Um there's a little bit of Sorry, here we go. There's, cool. cer- <laughs> There's certainly similarities in characters. I know why share- Kristen likes you so yeah, much. Right. I see what that tongue do. Oh, God. <laughs> um, he, he goes, There's certain similarities in characters that share some DNA with the original movie, but it's more of a tonal thing and a broader kind of Romero tone in terms of the feelings and the vibe of his movies, at least on my episodes. I wanted to try to instill that. And I have it feel more like a classic horror movie. I just feel like the way the original Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead felt to me. He says, I don't think the show necessarily has any hard connections to the original movie, but I think it's like spiritually and in terms of little tidbits here and there, they give it the same flavor. Mm. So it's not really like the same universe, I guess. Like it's not really the same story. Like mm. There's no connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but I was always under the impression that it was like the same pandemic. Right it was, or the same zomdemic, whatever you want to call it, just different. <laughs> I don't want to call it that. That's the for zom, sure. The zomdemic. Zomdemic. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, though. So that's that. I mean, that's that kind of bums me out, though. You know, I was kind of hoping that it would be have some connection to it. You could watch the movies and the TV series, and it would all kind of connect. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I I also get not being able to do that. What did I? So this says that the first episode aired yesterday on the 15th i believe that it might have yeah yep, um yep on the 15th what the hell was i what the hell did i watch then because i so well no so i watched the chucky premiere uh-huh. right and then afterward another show came on sci-fi okay and just started playing maybe it was this 
Was that the same? That wasn't the same day, though, was it? Yeah. When did Chucky premiere? 15th. <laughs> yesterday? Yes. I just watched it yesterday? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it was a teaser for Day of the Dead? I have no idea. Um, I'm all fucked maybe, up. Who knows? Um, okay, okay sorry, moving on here. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, very excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's getting weirdly polarized reviews. Like a lot of people are saying that it's good until the second half, and the second half it kind of falls off the track a little bit. Really? But that's just critics, so fuck them. I'm sure I'll <laughs> love it. Um, but uh, director Jason Reitman though has is going on record now and saying that uh, that he made a movie that opened the universe to all kinds of stories. So this is not the end. Okay. He made the movie that is specifically catered to start branching out to tell other stories and to continue on, which is right. cool. He goes, I want to see Ghostbusters movies from all of my favorite directors, and I hope this movie sets the table for him. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely going to be more Ghostbusters in the future. I want a, I want a story about the Scolari brothers when they were still alive. Oh, my dude. Dude. That's what I want. Yeah. Directed by Dick Wolf, <laughs> Law and Order style. <laughs> I want to see that courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah, not even the courtroom. Well, yeah, I guess sorta. I want it to be like a, uh, I want it, yeah, like a like a courtroom drama, but they're explaining their exploits from the courtroom, and then it and it and then it goes into flashbacks, and it'll be like um, uh, in Cold Blood. It'll be like a straight up drama, like the okay. Truman Capote. In Cold Blood, where it's their exploits about like traveling across the country and murdering people. Oh yeah, That'd be awesome. <laughs> and then, and then in the final episode, they die and become ghosts. I <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> I, I have an alt for you. Hmm. What if? What if they set a story that took place back in the '90s, right? And it was set at the exact same time and the same precinct as NYPD Blue. And some of the characters from NYPD Blue are actually in it, but like in the de- but they're at the desk across the way, and the show focuses on the two the two bumbling cops that are forced to uh, investigate these paranormal things. <laughs> so it's like a spinoff of NYPD Blue, but it's Ghostbusters. NYPD Blue wasn't bumbling cops though. No, that's 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 why it's funny. Oh, <laughs> it's because there's these two losers in the corner of this super serious cop drama. <laughs> Only if they bring Dennis Franz back. <laughs> okay. You got to call it NYGB Blue. That's what you call it. <laughs> it's perfect, man. <laughs> um, uh, what, uh, what, what the hell? What, 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 what were you even talking about that sparked oh, this conversation? No, no, oh, it's my news. Just that, uh, <laughs> that Ghostbusters being set up to branch off. Oh, I remember, I'm sorry. I remember what I was going to interject with. Uh, Chucky started on Tuesday. Oh, the okay. 12th. gotcha, gotcha. That's why I got so confused. Gotcha, gotcha. So maybe it was just a teaser of Day of the Dead oh, it could afterward. Be. It could be. Because I did see like some Day of the Dead thing afterward. Anyway, go back to what you were saying. Oh, nothing. Um, moving on here. Speaking of spinoffs, mm-hmm. um, did you watch WandaVision? I did. The Marvel show on Disney+. Not yet. Plus. Not yet. I know. So one of the characters that came out of that was uh, Catherine Hans character agatha she was a big big character towards the end of that series and uh it was announced that she is getting a dark comedy spin-off series on disney plus i like as as do i so if you were a fan of wandavision and you like that character you're gonna be getting more of her cool so that's pretty awesome it's it's genre adjacent right marvel stuff hell we covered the entire universe on the show so come on yeah jimmy tony yeah um okay uh james yeah what is new on dvd uh, NYGB Blue. Ooh. Yes, it has to be released on DVD. <laughs> it's coming to VHS. All right. Uh, so, Halloween Kills. 
mm-hmm. will be coming out on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's actually if, if I, I assumed that obvi- obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just pulled a what if they just pulled a complete like boner and they just decided we're not going to release this one on Blu-ray. <laughs> I love the fact that you use the word boner in like what like the definition of it. That's like seven down in the dictionary, like a screw up. <laughs> it's it's the kind that like our grandpa our grandparents might have said back in the. Hey, I had a boner. <laughs> no, he really pulled a boner. Well, he got the, the, yeah. Yeah, Grandpa, he did pull a boner, didn't he? Um, yes, he did. So David Gordon Green has revealed that there will be an extended alternate cut of Halloween Kills. Awesome. I'm just going to read his his quote here. It's kind of lengthy, but it's got some good information. So uh, in this Blu-ray that's upcoming, uh, this is the director's cut through and through, but there's an additional scene that we filmed that was scripted, and actually I think it is pretty a, br- a pretty brilliant scene. So we're going to do an extended version on the DVD. This is DVD. DG <laughs> <laughs> Dub does not fuck around. He's going straight to DVD. Yep. Just so just so people can see an extended ending that's different and cool. So it's going to have a completely different ending. Is it completely different or or is it just extended? Well, Gordon Green tells the site. I think he was speaking with uh, Collider. Okay. Um, we ended up lifting it when I became more confident of where we're going to pick up on the next movie. It didn't feel authentic to where we're going to go. So we lifted it. Uh, so we just said we're kind of coming up with... Oh, <laughs> I'm reading this verbatim, so it's like I got to kind of speak in his his cadence but it it might sound confusing so we just said we're kind of coming up with okay then if we lift that where do we end uh and it was actually cooper samuelson of Bloomhouse, uh who he was just let's just end when it's over lights out he mentioned it he was like remember in rogue one when you wanted the movie to end when it was darth vader going ballistic at the door spoiler alert jeez uh, Gordon Green continues, it's part of the movie, it's just not part of the appropriate momentum of, I think it was cool in its own right as watching a one-off movie, but knowing where we're going exactly, where we're going to pick up, which you'll know in a year. This is confusing as fuck. This is one of those things where the where the writer needs to take creative license and right. edit the fuck out of his statement here. And in this case, <laughs> me. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just I th- I made the I made the mistake of thinking that maybe David Gordon Green would be um, somewhat quotable, but he's not. <laughs> so anyway, it sounds like and it's an extended cut that there's it probably makes enough of a difference to where it affects the it affects where they were planning on going for Halloween ends. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they just felt like it killed the momentum for where they're gonna pick up. But they still wanted audiences to be able to see that ending. Okay. So they're going to give it to you in this uh, director's cut. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Okay. So anyway, moving on. Because that was confusing as shit and I apologize. And also, I'm getting back into the groove. Because it's been a long time since yep. we've done this. Oh, Rose fair, fair Rose Glasses, which is a very nice name, Rose Glass. Ooh, not, not as good as Rose Leslie. <laughs> Rose, Rose Leslie. Oh, you know nothing. Um, <laughs> Rose Glass's debut film, Saint Maud, will be headed to Blu-ray plus digital and DVD on November 30th, courtesy of Lionsgate. Uh, the religious psychological thriller will feature an audio commentary with writer-director Rose Glass and a featurette called A Higher Calling, The Rapture of Saint Maud. I haven't seen that movie. Neither have I. Looks pretty good, though. 
Um, coming to blue, coming to Blu-ray on October 26th is the complete collection of Rod Serling's *The Twilight Zone*. Dope. Which will include all 156 episodes in high definition, as well as commentaries, interviews with cast and crew, isolated music scores, and more. This collection is up for pre-order on Amazon for only $72.99. Hot deal. Damn. Stop reading whatever Damn. you're reading, because you're, you're completely distracted. Sorry, you're not even sorry. listening to Continue. me. Continue. I'm prepping my next news. This is disrespect. <laughs> disrespect. You're in, the, disrespect. you're in the hangar. I welcome you into my man cave. I named it, so fuck off. <laughs> I, I welcomed you into my cave. It's the cave of wonders. And this is the kind of disrespect I get. You're just fu- you're zoned out at your fucking computer. All right. Malignant, which I think we did on our last episode. I can't remember because it was 17 so years ago. ago. Uh, we'll be headed to digital outlets on October 22nd, followed shortly by a DVD and Blu-ray release on November 30th. Uh, it is no longer on HBO Max. So if you listened to our last episode back in 1942 and you're curious about the film, you'll have to wait until at least October 22nd to check it out. Nice. I'm sure you could probably stream it, right? Pay for it. Um, or no, they, no, they, it's they not coming. It from, they pulled, they it, from pulled it They pulled it from HBO Max, oh, wow, which okay. is the only place it was streamed. Uh, well, you still had to rent it, obviously. Sure, sure. Um, oh, wait. Did we? No. Did no we? It was a part of HBO Max. It was Max. part of yeah. HBO Max. They pulled it from HBO Max, and now... Your next chance to 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 purchase it will be on digital on October twenty second. I got you. I got and you. then November thirtieth for the DVD and Blu ray. And that's it. Okay. So my last bit of news here is that uh, Hellraiser. There's a new Hellraiser movie coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be on uh, Hulu. <coughs> oh, is it really? Hulu, Hulu Hellraiser. Hulu. Hulu Razor. Hulu Razor. <laughs> We're about to raise some Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have. A new Pinhead. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So uh, Pinhead will now be played by Jamie Clayton. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Clayton was an actress from The L Word, a show that I didn't watch because... I yeah I I because I didn't watch the L word I, I don't know I, I had think, no reason I to. think I think it was on the movie channel or I, something or, like that yeah I I've heard of it before obviously it yeah, was I don't not really... a movie that appeal or a show that appealed to me but um <clears throat> so here's the thing I think this is a genius genius casting yeah choice. I think it's great uh the world's gonna go crazy about it though Fine. I feel I feel um I don't know I just do I don't know if people are ready for a. <sighs> See, this is okay. 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 Oh, break it down. Mike's about to get we're saucy. Break, we're breaking it down. I don't know how to refer to how the character of Pinhead is going to be portrayed because androgynous. From, from my, yes, that's the thing. In my that's the way. In my understanding, in my understanding, uh, <laughs> the original Pinhead was a very androgynous yet like sort of hypersexual type character. Not even androgynous. Uh, Pinhead's original, uh, like there was gender. no gender at all. Yeah, it was like asexual. I was gonna, I was gonna say like, yeah. like is gender even a, a thing in hell? Like who cares, right? That's like exactly the it. the Cenobites. As far as I know, I've never actually read the Hellbound Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but as uh, as far as I know, uh, the the Hell Priest, as yeah. Pinhead was referred to, was uh the like the um sex or gender was completely ambiguous sure right down to like the 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 uh the voice was described as being high and girly see or like whispery like an excited girl well that's the thing even though even though uh the character of hellraiser was very 
androgynous or whatever word you want to use for the that. The character of Hellraiser? Or the character of Pinhead <laughs> was like very androgynous. Yeah. There was still a highly sexual component to it. So it was like this sort of weird... Well, there's a like, highly sexual component to the Cenobites in general because they sure. are... Because their their whole thing is that they're... Um, made by Clive Barker. <laughs> well, they're made by Clive, Clive Barker, but their, their whole thing is that... Uh, um, and I'm actually going to bring up this quote again later because it's used in one of the movies, but they are uh, explorers on the outer regions of experience. Mm-hmm. Like their whole thing is pain and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, like they exist within that binary. There is no other binary within their, their, um, their ethos. Like mm-hmm. it's pain and pleasure. Sure. And that's all they exist for. So what they look like, or, well, I, I guess what they look like matters, but like who they are as as beings, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they they live they, they live specifically for the for the for the intention of causing pain and pleasure. Yeah, like they the, and the they rest might, doesn't really matter. They might look different <sighs> from each other, but there's no like. There's no gender, uh, you know, assignment to any of them. Like right. They don't. It doesn't matter. Right. Um. And I and I I love that. And I love the fact that Jamie Clayton was cast because, you know, Jamie Clayton. If you're not familiar with her, she's a trans actress. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of genius casting because you're getting this this sort of like real life thing kind of being brought into this character that kind of encapsulates a lot of this whole like. Uh, like gender conformity kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like I I hope I'm saying this respectfully. I'm coming yeah. I'm coming from a place of of deep respect for sure, it. Sure, yeah. Um but I, I just think that it's kind of genius. Like it's one of those things where I think there's a lot that can be brought to the table because of personal life experience. Yeah. Put it that way. In in like gender non-conformist type things if yeah. that makes sense i hope i'm being respectful saying that. <laughs> well yeah, it's, um, it, yeah but yeah it's, no i i just like it i think that and the reason i think that it's going gonna go crazy is because there's gonna be people that don't know jamie clayton's backstory that don't know who she is that don't know you know anything about hellraiser and there's gonna be like dip dip we don't want no female pin head well there's already there's already been there's already been i've i've seen uh you know because i make the mistake sometimes of clicking on the comments which is always sure a bad idea and there's you know like the first comment that popped up was was oh another uh another uh gender swap yeah another gender swap uh uh unfollow fucking yeah don't yeah. Gi- don't give a shit These like people are so stupid and it's like and then and then a lot of like fans of and again like i said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here all high and mighty like i'm a like i have the whole backstory but i at least know the the um general ideas behind the hellbound heart mm-hmm. the uh you know the original material to know that this is way more close to the source material absolutely. than Doug Bradley ever was. Well, and as far as I know too, in the uh, uh, what's it called, the Scarlet Gospels, Kirsty, Kirsty Gospels, yeah, Scarlet, yeah, yeah, I think it's the Scarlet Gospels. Yeah, I think you're right. it's the Scarlet Gospel. Oh, the Scarlet Gospel. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. So Kirsty Cotton, who was the um, the girl from the original movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, she actually ends up trading gospels. Pl- sorry, you were right. Oh, I was right. Yep, you were right, sir. So she ends up trading places with Pinhead. Okay. 
it's it's that's really more, like, that's honestly more than I know about I actually, the source. I actually want to get into the to the source material because it sounds fascinating. Uh, Chris Chris Jordan has told me time and time again to to get into some of um, yeah Barker's stuff's amazing. Clive Barker's his uh, his stuff's stuff. amazing. I've not dove into a lot of his original <laughs> work though, unfortunately. Like I'll, I'll just be honest. But so the idea that Kirsty Kirsty Cotton ends up trading places with um with Pinhead, it kind of l- l- lends some credence to the idea that uh, Pinhead or you know like. Clive Barker's not really a, a huge fan of the the name Pinhead. Yeah, it was Hell Priest mm-hmm. to him, and Hell Priest itself is is not so much a a person or a, a specific being as it is a mantle. And yeah. Kirsty Cotton took up that mantle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and she's female. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinhead was androgynous. I think I think in the Scarlet Gospels. It became a little more specific that he was male. I think that they alluded to the fact that he was male. Okay. In the Scarlet Gospels, but the fact remains is that in the source material, it the gender or sex the hellbound, was the hellbound heart, right? Right. Yeah. Was the gender or sex was was completely ambiguous. Yeah. So it's for people who are going to complain about it. Just don't well, just and, don't watch it. And you know what? Don't <laughs> complain about it because Clive Barker is a producer of this. Right. So it's all going through him. Right. Uh, and Barker has said of it to go aside, having seen some of the designs from David Bruckner's new Hellraiser film, they pay homage to what the, the first film created, but then take it to places it's never been before. This is a Hellraiser on a scale that I simply didn't expect. David and his team are steeped in the story's mythology, but what excites me is their desire to honor the original even as they revolutionize it for a new generation. And if Barker's saying that because he's been highly critical of the series, you know, uh, since the first one, I'm way on board with this new thing, especially if he's way on board for it. Well, and think about the reason he's saying that is, uh, well, I, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like he never saw it going this way. He never saw it honoring the the source material this much, probably because where we were at. Never thought it would as a be, society, yeah. people just weren't ready to see what his original like what yeah. his original vision was. It would have it would have just been too much for people. They wouldn't they yep. wouldn't have known how to handle it. Right. Yep. yep. He would have been one of those. Uh, speaking of gospels, he would have been like one of those books of the Bible that was just conveniently left out because it pushed away too many boundaries at the time. <laughs> you know, and then now it's not real for some reason. Um, okay, so David Bruckner. Uh, who helmed uh, the ritual is directing this movie. Oh. So yeah, so all good things. Uh, hey, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's your bleed feed. That's your bleed feed. That's all right. it. We're gonna take a quick break, mm-hmm. and uh, when we get back, we're gonna I'm gonna teach Mike how to embalm a still living woman. Ooh, you have one here. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do it live. Oh my god. Yeah. I was not prepared for this. Well, prepare yourself prepared throughout this you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description Hi, James. Hi. So, uh, how do we how do we embalm a woman? How? 
Yeah. So you, you said you were going to show me. Yeah, you just stick the thing in the right there, and then you turn the thing. Yeah. No, that's how you make a baby. Oh. <laughs> See, <laughs> I failed biology, so. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I think I know how to do this, actually. Okay. I did work at uh, Krispy Kreme for a while. <laughs> So I, I think I think I have a basic understanding of uh, of you know biology. <laughs> that is also how you make a baby. <laughs> Gross. Uh, All right. Uh, so we watched two movies this week uh, with the word mortuary in the title. One of them just has the word mortuary in the title. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about first. Uh, mortuary from 1983, directed by Howard Evitas, uh, who didn't really do a heck of a whole lot. Whole heck of a lot more of uh, stuff. Did you just correct yourself to actually I do did. the right one? I did. I corrected myself on the fly. For wow. You, for your benefit, James. Thank you. You're right. Uh, you're welcome. Um, let's see here. Uh, convinced that her father's death was not accidental, a beautiful girl decides to investigate to find out the truth, aided by her boyfriend. Her sleuthing draws her to a local mortuary where many, many secrets will be revealed. What they fail to leave out of this description yes. is the other side of... The other side of the hot bun of the the sandwich that I want to be in between, <laughs> yeah. and that is her mother. <laughs> oh, what's going on with? What's up? What's up with your mom, girl? What's up, girl? Uh, we're talking about uh, Linda Day George, who plays Eva Parson. Who uh, for? They will tell you what. I'll tell you what, James. What? I would. <laughs> I, I've listen. I was halfway through this movie and I go, I've seen this. I've seen this documentary. <laughs> like when they started doing shots of brandy, I was like, okay, here we go. Listen, listen. <laughs> God, God bless, God bless Howard Avitas for just having like a whole full block of this movie just be <laughs> the mom and the daughter walking around in nightgowns in just super skimpy nighties. Yeah, that's uh, God bless him. Uh, it would not it would not have shocked me to find like softcore porn in his filmography, even though I didn't. Um, it wouldn't shock me. You said he hasn't done much. Uh, he's got sixteen directing credits. Well, nothing nothing else of note. Put it that way. Nothing okay. that I had, had ever heard of. At that's least. fair. Okay. But um, yeah. Anyway, though, uh, you have uh, Christy Parson is the main character of the story. Uh, her and her boyfriend Greg. Uh, played by Mary Beth McDonald and David Waisaki. Waisaki. Um, respectively. Uh, because it's delicious. That's why. Oh, oh, yeah. Waisaki. You ever had sake? I have. I'm not, a, do I'm, I'm, not an over, I'm not an overly huge fan of sake. I'm a big... I like sake bombs. I'm not a big sake oh, bomb sake fan. Oh, sake bombs yeah. are delicious. Yeah, it's not, my, not my deal. But um, the, the main reason for watching this movie uh, is Bill Paxton. Young, young Bill Paxton Obviously. that does not get enough love. Okay, I told you before, before we even get into the movie, I told you before. Excuse me. There was some burbage in there. Um, <laughs> Bill Paxton does not get near the credit that he should for being just as crazy as Nicolas Cage. Because Bill Paxton is another one of those actors that sure made some choices in his movies. And I think that you could very easily put him and Nick Cage on the same level. But he gets no love for being the, the crazy, the crazy off-the-wall choice type actor. Now, are you basing that off of... Are you, are you basing that off of just 
this? No. Oh, God, no. What else? Like, what else? Give me some more. Bill Paxton Frailty is such a weird, oddball character. Yeah, Bill but Paxton, not like Nick Cage. Bill Paxton and Aliens is such a weird, oddball character. But not like Nick Cage. I level. mean, don't give. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that he went full Cage, but like, <laughs> he definitely though has an acting style that is off the wall and is and makes choices in his acting that not many other actors would would make. Yeah. Like he's he's an odd character when he or an odd actor with every character he plays. Not everyone, but you know, most characters. Sure, yeah. Especially I, in genre movies. Yeah, I get yeah. I get what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Like I just feel like he doesn't get enough love for for being, you know for being going, going full Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> he really went full Paxton on that you know? one. Like he really does. Like no, you, I, you're talking about how when he runs through the uh, cemetery this dude, one movie, like <sighs> Like what the fuck's he doing? I was so overjoyed. I watched that. I I rewatched that scene like six times. I was like, why is he running like Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, and it, it, there's there's no reason. You know that he just yeah like, like he's supposed you, no, to be you're a right. bit of a you're, deranged person in this movie, but still. But running like that, like that was that was like an obvious. I don't know if it was obvious, but it was it was comedy. Yeah, mixed into. And I, I think that there's a I think there's a certain amount of tongue in cheek in this movie, you know. I, I don't it, know that there was supposed to be. I don't know, man. The way his character just completely goes off the rails. I I just don't I don't see this being like a completely serious. But that's what I was talking about with the whole Nick Cage thing. A lot of times we laugh at Nick Cage, but he's not doing it for comedy. It's the same difference. Like uh, it, it's kind of the same same style of acting. I don't know that I agree with this uh, on this movie really? anyway. Okay. I think that I think that I think that Bill like Paxton th- with this character, he did go like whole hog on the trying to be the the murderous psychopath, right? And for com- a little while. But, but he I, goes just a he goes way more above the line than he should have. I though. feel like he was a little self-aware toward the end of the movie. I don't know. See, I didn't get that at all. You don't think so? It's no different than when he played Hicks in... Uh, no, it was Michael Bean. Uh, Poot pa- Paxton played in Alien. Uh, or Aliens. Well, whatever. whatever, whatever. Um, no, but even the line that he delivers in Aliens, like, game over, man! Oh. Game over! Game like, over. like, that is such uh, a... Like, Hudson, by the way. Hudson, thank you. That that is that is such an over-embellished version of just acting. Like, yeah. I, like I said, it's very just Nick Cage to me. Like I'm not saying that he's going full Cage. Like I said, it's not Rage Cage, but he's definitely, <laughs> he definitely, like I said, I'll, I'll repeat it, makes choices that very few actors would make. Yeah. In terms of how he's going to play these characters. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I've always well, thought this, that though. This had to be one of his earliest roles, right? Uh, definitely earlier. I don't know about um, earliest, but yeah. I guess it's real early. I guess he was active since 1975. Well, I, mean, I think he's the like, Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator might have been his first uh, on-screen role. Let me see here. Or Terminator Two. Who he was in? He no, was Terminator. In, he was in the Shadows of the Night video by Pat Benatar. Ooh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> Deadly Lessons uh, Mortuary was 1983, so that uh, that predates the Terminator by a year. Oh, really? Yeah. So he had a big a big spot in Mortuary, but then a very small role in Terminator. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Mortuary was also like a. By a little more lower budget. Yeah, kind of not, yeah, not really. A, 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 yeah, Terminator's a huge blockbuster yeah. movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no one knew that at the time, though. Terminator was just another sci-fi movie when it was being made. Well, that's true. So, 
Um, anyway, oh, though, yeah, weird Bill- science. I always forget that he was in weird science. Was he really? He was the asshole older brother who gets turned into a like a giant lumpy piece of shit creature. Oh my God. I do not remember him. Dude. That. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Bill Paxton plays Paul Andrews, who plays an integral role in this movie. Um, spoilers ahead if you've not seen this movie it's 40 fucking years old so get over yourself <laughs> i was gonna say we pretty much already <laughs> spoiled the fact that uh bill's the, the bad guy um he's and and what a what a bad guy at that uh their makeup department must have been real low on this movie because his uh his quote-unquote bad guy get up just looks like a <laughs> six-year-old's version of like a ghoul um it also reminds me a lot of there's this guy named danhausen you ever heard of danhausen before that Sounds look up, familiar. Look up Danhausen. Okay. Like D-A-N-H-A-U. Yeah, I got it. S-E-N. He's actually from around here. He's from East Point. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, but for some reason he reminded me a lot of him. Okay. Like his makeup. Yeah. Uh I don't know. It's just a, a just a fun Who is this guy? Uh, he's a he's a pro. Oh, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Okay, yeah. But he's one of those guys that has a gimmick and this whole character that is <clears throat> it will it could so easily transcend the pro wrestling world right like it's, yeah. it's such a good character yeah. but um he just reminded me a lot of him if anybody knows what i'm talking about but um yeah i um i thought this movie was absolute crap <laughs> um well yeah there's there's definitely, there's definitely parts of this movie that i thought were fine by and large though i thought this movie was kind of shite honestly uh, this, it didn't do much for me this movie to me f- I think I feel like it falls into the, um, like have some have some beers and like have a good time. Yeah, it's when I was so I was watching it by myself earlier. I was watching it by myself earlier, and you and I so we watched it on Shutter, and then we got to a point where both of us had a little bit left to watch, and we couldn't both watch at the same time because we use the same Shutter account. So give away our secrets. Sorry. (laughs) So we. We ended up uh, watching the rest of it together at my place. I had a much better time watching, watching the you. last third of the movie with you than I did watching Aww. the first two thirds by myself. Thanks, babe. Just because, <laughs> like I said, I feel like this is the type of movie you pop in, have some beers, have some snacks, laugh with your buddies. Yes, yeah, it's it's definitely like a mystery science theater right. type watch where you're just kind of making fun of it and talking out. It's the kind of movie where you can talk during it and you're not going to miss anything. Exactly. You're, and you're going to have a better time. Right. Um, but as but as a movie on its own, eh, like I said, kind of shite. It's no. it's not great. Not great. Not great uh, at all. It's not it's not very well fleshed out. Um, I swear to God, they stole most of their soundtrack from Days of Our Lives. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> the entire opening montage is first off in slow motion. The whole first part of the like, first scene of the movie shows Christie's father's death of him getting drowned in a pool. Right. Uh, and well, it shows uh, him getting bashed over the oh, head. Oh, sorry, the bashed over the head, bat. and then he falls into the pool and drowns. Yeah. It's all in slow motion, and I swear to God, it's the theme song from Days of Our Fucking Lives. It's awful. <laughs> like the music choices. Do you mean literally? Terrible. No, because I'm. It, no, I'll have to call you out no, on no, it. No, no, no. It literally just it, it just sounds like it could <laughs> be like from the same composer composing for the same episode of Days of Our Lives. Okay. Like it's it's just it's very. So I was gonna Soap say Soap Opera esque. I was gonna say I grew up on Days of Our Lives. My uh between my mom and wasn't my 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 mom, her sister, and then my uh I've seen that documentary. <laughs> and then my with uh, your mom. <laughs> and then my babysitter Marilyn. 
<laughs> she was she was she was old. She was an old lady. Uh, they all watch Days of Our Lives. Okay. So I've I've got that music just ingrained into Sands my Sands from my the head. hourglass. These are the days of our lives. These are the days um, of our no, lives. No, but do you get what I'm saying though? Like it's it, it's very soap opera esque. Like the a lot of the music in this. Yeah, and it's very out of place most of the time too. But then you also pointed out that there was one musical cue that was very reminiscent of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. score. The movie, well, right. it, yeah, it's the it's the part of the score. Where it's like whenever the, the, the every foot, time the foot show up, like they start to do their dirty deeds yeah. before before the turtles show up. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that kind of um, very strange. Uh, he comes off too. It's funny. He's he, so Bill Paxton's Paxton's character is a guy that is clearly fucked up or whatever, and his his bad guy character. You don't know it's him obviously at first. They try to throw you off by putting putting Bill Paxton in like white face paint, which for some reason by the end of the movie becomes a mask, which it never was <laughs> like he's had face paint on the entire movie. And then, and then she then, rips a mask off. And then of she him. rips a mask. Like what? <laughs> His persona when he's in the corpse paint too, is so fun. Like Christy, Christy, let me touch you. It's I so bad. I, don't, I thought he was. I don't a, want to hurt you. Just let me touch I you. I thought he was. I literally have a note. I go. I'm like, what's with the vampire ninjas? <laughs> that's what he looks like. <laughs> so stupid. He just pops up places. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, what I did love about this movie though is it's it's prime focus on roller rinks. I miss a good roller rink. I mean, prime focus. There was literally one scene. Two. One, two, middle and end. What? There's at the, it comes back to the roller rink at the end. When? When he's uh when he's all sad because uh, uh Chrissy's boyfriend's all sad because they had a fight and she and he's trying to call her back on the payphone, and then she doesn't pick up. Is so he, he go, at the roller so rink? Yeah, so he goes back over and he pours the popcorn over his friend's head. Oh, yeah, it's at the roller rink. Really, dude? That's ro- their, the roller rink is their hangout spot. Roller rinks are so dope. So dope. So dope. <laughs> I haven't been to one, and I, I the last time I was at a roller rink was 2004. Okay, it's very I know, specific. Well, I know that because we played a show. Uh, oh, was I there? No, because no. Did thing. you used to play shows at roller rinks? No, then you were there after that because Teal played. Did at, we play a roller? Yeah, rink? we played at the. Um, this doesn't matter. Anybody else doesn't. It doesn't matter. Just no, you know, we played. I forget what it was called, but we did play at a roller rink because it's when I bashed my. Uh, it was the. Night that was like, oh shit, was that glit? It was, that was glib. glib. That was I was glib. never, Fuck. you never injured yourself in teal. <laughs> it was, it was the night that I got into a, uh, it was no, that was, got... no, that was at TNT's, dude. You I told me, you told I me know. that that was behind a dumpster at TNT's. No, no, it was. <laughs> Fuck, I'm getting my shit mixed up here. Mike's the kind of person who gets in fist fights behind dumpsters. No, no, it wasn't behind a dumpster. It was in front of a gas station, and then we hid behind a dumpster oh, because the cops got called. Sorry. And the guy that I got into a fight with was studying to become a paramedic, and if he mm. got arrested, his career would have been over. So and he was he was also in your band, yeah, correct? Yeah, he was my bass player. <laughs> <laughs> Something about fucking bass players. I've, no, I swear to God. I have never once split your face. Up. Oh, that's not true. I did. I did it with a Dan Marino cutout. <laughs> No, not Dan Marino. No, it was fucking, fucking Joe Montana. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Montana. Joe Montana's a quarterback, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Uh, oh, yeah, God. I did split your face open. Yeah, I forgot did. about yeah. that. Yeah, fucking bass players. Yeah. Assholes. What is it with us? Um, why the hell were we talking? Oh, yeah, no. I played a show once at a uh, at a roller rink. 
so fun. Oh dude. yeah, so fun. I've played a couple of them in my life, but and it was it was it was it was it was, was two thousand four. So it was like a year after the Ebola Rama video came out for uh, every time I die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ebola Rama video, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm basically in every time I die now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not though. No, totally um, not. So yeah, so they they hang out at a roller rink, and it's awesome. And I want to go to one now. Um, so let's uh, let's give the rundown here. Okay. Uh, Christie's dad, Dodd. Christie's dad, Christie's Dodd, is uh, is killed in the beginning of the movie. Yep. And uh, her mom is convinced. Her hot mom is convinced that it was an accident. Christie knows better because she has these dreams. You see, yeah. And uh, and she has these nightmares of of. It's not really explained why she has these nightmares. She just well because she she's the one who found her dad's lifeless body in the yeah. pool. Well, she has very, I feel like, highly sexual dreams about daddy because she just screams out daddy a lot while there she's was, sleeping and it's really I, weird. I was gonna, <laughs> I felt bad about this, but I was gonna say, I didn't know if I should say, but I was like, if you, there's certain scenes in this movie where if you close your eyes and you just listen oh, to her yeah. having a, oh, yeah. a dream, it sounds like a documentary. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she's just like, daddy, <gasps> daddy. daddy. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like, like anybody anybody listening to this movie in the other room thinks that you're straight up watching like, <laughs> like uh, family cream pies or something oh like that. God. You know? <laughs> um so so she's convinced that her dad was 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 murdered, right? Mm-hmm. Her daddy. Um, her daddy. Uh meanwhile, you have Greg and his friend who are this beginning scene doesn't make any fucking sense. Greg and his friend are breaking into a warehouse that was owned by Greg's friend's old boss. His friend was stealing tires because the friend was fired without getting pay. And they're all worried about, what if your boss comes? Oh my God, we shouldn't be here. And then they stumble upon the boss, not only in the building, but having a seance. This was no ordinary seance. This was like a straight up, like, like satanic ritual. But it, it looked like it looked like it looked like it all yeah. ended up being pretty innocent, sure, actually. Yeah. But like, so they're all worried about the boss being there. And then once they realize the boss is there, there's absolutely no hurry to get out of there whatsoever. They're just no. hanging out, having a good time. And oh, the like, boss is already here. And they're like calling to each other. Yeah. Hey, Greg. <laughs> like, hey. Shut up and get out of there. I don't think the writer of this movie ever like snuck in somewhere <laughs> to to know like the the how you're supposed to act if you get caught somewhere, you know. Um, but yeah, so uh, the friend disappears, and like so the the whole the movie kind of revolves around the the idea that Greg's friend disappeared. They don't know what happened to him. Christie's dad got murdered, but they don't really know what happened to him either. Meanwhile, the owner of the local mortuary, uh, played by Christopher George, who is married to linda day george by the way her husband and wife in real life uh so hot mom and funeral director or or married in real life uh he died promptly after this movie had a heart attack oh really yeah this was his last movie and then she actually was in like one or two things after this and then she retired from acting hmm so interesting fun fact for you some interesting backstories um but uh but anyway though so yeah there's all this like stuff going on so the story is just like what is going on with all of these disappearing people, basically, it's like it's kind of like they're sleuthing it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's giving it way more credit though than what it actually is. Uh, meanwhile, Paul Andrews, who is uh, the funeral director's son, he's like studying to become like a mortician, like his father, but he's really weird and quirky. You are getting into too much detail. Am I for this about movie? This shit for this movie, <laughs> dude. Yes. 
Like you're trying to give a a full rundown. It's not. It's not necessary. I'll I'll cap it off by saying, weirdo funeral director's son is acting weird. Also a weirdo the entire time. Go figure. The funeral director comes off as a bad guy the entire time when really the seance thing they were doing was them just trying to contact people's dead relatives. Pretty innocuous. You know what pissed me off? Like Miss Cleo. You know what pissed (laughs) me off is that the mom finds out that her daughter was valid was 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 validated by by this Never guy gives it to her. and 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 it, like his it, apparently the spirit of her husband shows up and says yeah i was murdered because the table rocked because the table <laughs> rocked and and good guy more mortuary guy mm-hmm. who we thought was a bad guy at the beginning he says to her you know he communicates communicates from beyond and says yeah, I was fucking. I was murdered. They never talk about it no, again. No, mother never. Like comes she doesn't to go home like, and just. Right. Oh, you were right. I'm sorry that I was such a dick to you for all these years because I but told you. But then she might have to tell her that I contacted your father from beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have that conversation? <laughs> it's kind of weird, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if listen, if somebody came to me and said that I contacted one of your loved ones from beyond the grave, you know how I would react yeah which one <laughs> which which grave <laughs> yeah right which, um um yeah she never comes back though and gives her propers yeah ever never yeah. happens it pissed me off and then everybody just starts dying so i do like the choice of weapon i thought the choice of weapon was pretty funny because the uh the killer in which we've already spoiled who is uh, uh paul bill, bill paxton yep bill paxton dressed in corpse paint that is apparently a corpse mask even though it's corpse totally paint, not a mask the entire paint time bought from spirit halloween oh yeah let's 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 not uh give people an idea that this is like special <laughs> and i feel like he even bought the powder and yeah. did like a little dab of powder over the because it looked like it was it wasn't uh it wasn't gross and glistening mm-hmm. and sticky. It was very nicely, like a matte finish on his be, face. He's like, done it a couple times. It's pretty well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because he he's powder, a mortician. He he, he's got to yeah. he's got to make up the faces of the stiffs. That's true. That's so, true. Um, <laughs> did you notice the name of the uh, mortuary oh, but, was called Heaven's Gate? Oh, was it? It's pretty. Oh, cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. Did this pre? Yeah, I guess that predated. Uh, uh, when was Heaven's Gate? The nineties. Oh yeah, so definitely pre. I wonder if that was. Oh. They love mortuary. Weird. <laughs> no wonder they all kill themselves. Um, I liked it. I, I liked his choice of weapon though. He used the uh, the, the embalming. What the hell the do you needle, even call that? The thing? gigantic needle. The gi- yeah, it's yeah. like a like a triple zero gauge needle. It's like a sword needle. <laughs> Things huge. It's got the. Did you notice a few times? So it's got. It still has about six inches of the hose like just sticking out the back. Every time he stabs somebody. A splurt of blood comes <laughs out the that. back end of the hose. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I did not notice that. Um, I thought that was a funny little detail. I don't know if it happens every single time, but it definitely happened a couple of times, and I thought it was it was pretty cool. The uh, the end of this movie, I we, I'm just gonna skip all skip all sure. over the place sure. while I'm thinking of things. But the end of this movie reminded me a bit of a scene from was it just called Happy Birthday? Yeah. What was it Happy Birthday to me? Happy birthday to me! Mm-hmm. Yeah, with all the uh, with all the dead bodies, kind of lined up. So how how long does a body stay fresh when it's embalmed? It not, I mean, a couple of weeks, maybe. I guess I could Tops. find out. 
I think it's tops a couple of weeks. But even still, I've been to some funerals where a body's been embalmed and it doesn't look good after a couple of days. So I don't fucking buy that these all these people look that good. Yeah, but just saying. Um, while you're looking that up, did you get a lot of Italian vibes from this movie? Like I was getting a lot of of like giallo, like, kinda. like sort of giallo, but like just Italian horror in general, just like kind of like just tones of it, like shades of it a little bit. I could kind, I I guess I could kind of see where you're coming from, especially like with the the awkward inclusion of just you know like like hypersexualized things when it was unnecessary mm-hmm. and like there's some color schemes of the house they were in was red and there's a lot of like sort of like colored shadows in some in some instances in the house yeah there's there's like certain little things where it's like i wonder and if like, and like scenes moving way too fucking slow yeah i just i just Cause, wondered if, cause if that's synonymous with italian cinema as far as i'm concerned yeah i just i wondered if this was like influenced by a lot of the 70s italian horror movies I just, uh-huh. just maybe wondered if maybe the director or the cinematographer, whoever was like a big fan of that, and it kind of bled over a little bit. Not that this was that, but it, it's I don't know. There's like hints of it, you know, like the right. shades of it. Um, and there's also a, a scene where apparently Christy sleepwalks, and when she sleepwalks, she's under the spell of Bill Paxton somehow. Maybe it's kind mm. of weird. There's a spot where she's sleepwalking toward a window, and it looks like like Bill Paxton is is like waving his mortuary spear wand thing at her. And he's like, open the window, open the window. And then she, and it's funny because she doesn't do it and he gets frustrated for a second. And I swear to God, I thought that it was going to break down into the scene from the mask where he's going to be like, open the window, open the window. And then he goes, no, no. Like he's very disappointed. He goes, no, no. And I thought immediately he was going to be like, oh, no, no, not the cheese. The keys. <laughs> you know that scene from The Mask? Yeah, yeah. Like, he played, like, the Jim Carrey, like, disappointed, you're not doing what I want you to do. Like, to a T, to what Jim Carrey did. <laughs> I know it's, like, not even, has nothing to do with each other, but it just reminded me of it so much. That, I guess what you're saying, but I don't know if he's, like, necessarily under, it seemed to me like she was just sleepwalking. Yeah. I, I People maybe are more it's almost like a hypnotic state so maybe people are more prone to uh or more you know like prone to suggestion yeah maybe i don't know i don't know i this movie was kind of all over the place yeah and kind of stupid and kind of bad yeah yeah not great (laughs) it's got great cover art though uh great poster great cover yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got, this is a movie that I would the, absolutely pick off the shelf at Blockbuster Video and be like, "I need to see this," and then I would be promptly disappointed and by you it. You would see it and you'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck was that?" Oh. Um, did you find out the uh, embalming rates? Yeah, uh, a mortuary would be able to preserve uh, approximately a week. Okay, so not that long. He because at, at the end of the movie, he had her dad's body, which had been dead for. A long the t- while. The timeline was kind of weird in this no, movie. No, no, because because she actually says to her mother, because she thinks her mother is dating again when she's really going to these seances, uh-huh. and she says, "You uh, a month after he died, you're already dating. Oh. So it's been, a, it's been at least a at month, least a from, month. That, from that yeah. time. Yeah, so, and he looked pretty damn good. Ain't no way he's that fresh. Right. That room fucking stank. 
Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this movie was not great. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody. No. I guess uh, if you want to see early Bill Paxton, I suppose that's a reason to watch it. That was kind of fun. But, uh, but that's, that's about it. That's about it. There's no, there's not a lot of saving, saving, no, uh, saving graces. Saving graces um, in this movie. Now, if you want a movie that we 100% can recommend, I'm going to speak for you on this, but I think you're in agreement. Uh, the Mortuary Collection is fantastic. Well, you may have spoken too early. Really? Because I hated this movie. You did not hate no, this I movie. No, I didn't. <laughs> There's no way you did, because I know you. Uh, the Mortuary Collection from 2019, streaming exclusively on Shudder, for oh. $4.99 a month, guys. Hey, hey. Just get it. If you don't have it by now. Just get it. Just get it. Uh, directed by Ryan Spindell. Ryan Spindell has done... Not a whole lot. Um, <laughs> he did. I, actually, you know what? I'm going to say this because I'll get into it later. Uh, an eccentric mortician recounts several macabre and phantasmagorical tales wow. that he has encountered in his distinguished career. That's a word I've never said before. What? Phantasmagorical. F- phantasmagorical? Yeah. Uh, I'm. Are you just shocked that I said it right? <laughs> I'm actually I'm shocked that you. there was like five or six words that I was I was pretty, pretty impressed <laughs> Ma- that you got say, right. Macabre eccentric phasmagorical well hold on that's not how you say (laughs) and his that's not how you say that e word eccentric that's not how you say that it's eccentric 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 what's the difference eccentric Uh, i've heard it both i think both ways are acceptable yeah but only one is not stupid sounding oh fuck off eccentric um (laughs) shut up stop being so eccentric uh so this movie is starring the great clancy brown yeah God, I love Clancy Brown. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, he plays Montgomery Dark. He is the mortician at uh, the, was it Raven's Hill? Is that what it's called? Raven's Hill. Raven's, Raven's Hill. End? Raven, Raven's End, yeah. Raven's ba- End. Uh, Belland? <laughs> Raven's End uh, uh, Mortuary. And then uh, he is joined by Sam, played by Caitlin Custer. She's a, a girl that comes in after a funeral service uh, and wants a job, basically. And as she's applying for the job, they become entangled in these stories of all these books. And this movie is an anthology movie, and it's four different stories of, you know, different tales and wraparound story, and it's it's done super well. Was it only four? Yes, it was four. I think it was three three shorts and then the wraparound story. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, and this this is one of those movies that... If you're looking for a like like fun, family friendly spook, not I mean not completely no. family what? friendly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, if you're looking, if you're an adult, but you're looking for that tone of a movie, like it's just spooky fun, like Halloween fun. Yeah, that's what this is. That's what I meant by that. Not family friendly, but like like it's not like it's not it's it's not like like horror in the sense of like the conjuring or whatever like right. it's, it's spooky you it's, know it's got like a um it's got like a rl stein for adults kind of feel to it yeah exactly yeah 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 i was gonna say it's got a similar vibe to um the scary stories movie i could see that i just watched and i cannot remember what the fuck it's called now I just watched night books is that what it's called no it's the it's the it's the movie with um Jessica Ritter, not Jessica Ritter. Uh, what's her name? Ritter. Okay, uh, so you don't know the name of the movie or the name of. The <laughs> I, I said Jess. I said Jessica because she played Jessica Jones in the Marvel Jessica Jones show. All right, we're uh, Kristen Ritter. Now. Sorry, Kristen Ritter. Uh, it was starring Kristen Ritter who plays a witch, and she has these two kids captured in her house, and they have to read her stories. 
you are. I just watched that. Describing Hansel and Gretel. No, it's <laughs> well, it's very similar to that actually. Um, actually, Hansel and Gretel play a big part of that that movie. Uh, I think it's called Night Books. Kristen, it's on Netflix. Kristen Ritter. Hold on. Let's oh, look just, it up. Look let's, it up here. Let's just start. Okay. You. But you it's go very ahead. it's very similar to that though. It's another movie that I watched. That's kind of like that hocus pocus kind of like like spooky fun. Oh, it's called Night Books. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. I'm not dumb. Um, well. So there'll be a, this mortuary tales and that are really good double feature i feel like mm-hmm. that would work that work out well um but yeah no it was good it was uh i liked it a lot clancy brown can do no wrong to me like he's great in everything he does yeah and i didn't realize until this movie that if they ever wanted to make another phantasm movie clancy brown could oh. so easily step into the role of the tall man mm. and i don't think that you would second guess it no, with, with with some Angus Young, or not Angus Young, Angus Grim, <laughs> <laughs> some Angus Grim, just skipping around. Uh, some Angus Grim makeup on though, little 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 uh, little face makeup to make him look a little bit more like him, but he could totally pull it off. Oh, well, yeah, I mean like the hair and the the tuxedo mm-hmm. really kind of yeah gave off that vibe. Um, yeah, this this movie was it surprised me because mm-hmm. I. There was a lot of things in this movie I was not expecting. When you watch the trailer, like I was expecting it to be sort of a like a kids, you know, like a, a family friendly yeah. sort of horror anthology. And then you, and then you see and an exploding ho- dick, and that all goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy, I was watching with Kristen last, uh, two nights ago, and we're just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Was that the first thing that really caught me off guard? Uh, uh, d- 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 yeah, because that was the second story. The first, so so you have yeah, the, the story of the of sorry, you have the story of Sam that comes in or whatever. Sam. She's talking to uh, Montgomery Dark, who, who is, by the way, a babe, a babe. Yeah, uh, talking to Montgomery Dark about all the different stories. She's also, like, "Oh, you've got a lot of books here." Kind of like it was what we used for the intro for the episode this week. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, a lot yeah. of books here, right? And they go, oh, they all tell the tales of people who have come through these halls, blah blah. The the first story is called uh, I called it the bathroom mirror. I don't know if there's actual titles for it, but um, this is a very short. This was a, a a short, very short story. Um, it was cool. It was basically about this girl that goes into a bathroom at a party and she is redoing her makeup and. Basically, it's a story about minding your own business and not snooping around. Or no, not. yeah, she was also a thief. Was she? What'd yeah, she, steal? she sits down on the toilet and she pulls the garbage can in front of her and she pulls out three wallets. Oh, did you not? I somehow see missed that. that. I don't know how, but I somehow missed that. It was like five minutes worth of the scene. Like, how I know you... that she sat down. She sat down, she pulls the trash can in front of her, and then she pulls out three wallets, and she's taking the cash out of the wallets and putting it in her bra. Okay. And this is this is where, if you notice, in every single in every single segment, Doctor Kubler shows up. Mm-hmm. He's in this segment in that his the his, guy that... his ID is in gotcha. one of the wallets. Gotcha. Okay. Because when she opened the when she I just. Just because in anthologies, for me, like every time I'm watching an anthology, I'm always looking for the parts of the stories that tie each other. The thread. Yeah, the yeah, and in the and in this movie, the thread that ties them all together is a completely kind of a not a throwaway he's character. Inconsequential. 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 Yeah, yeah, like, but he's just he just happens to be the one person who's present in every single story. 
perhaps he even is in, in cahoots with Montgomery Dark. He's he's even no because he's even in the the what do you call the segments in between? No, the wraparound story. The wraparound. He's in the wraparound oh, story true, in yeah. the beginning. Because spoilers, I'm going to spoil some stuff. His kid was the kid in the coffin. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So um, yep. okay, you're right. Um, yeah. No. So the, the 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 first story was cool in that. So she's a thief, like you just pointed out. Uh, but then there's this gigantic monster that comes out from behind the bathroom mirror and like sucks her in. It does this really. I knew the second that it pulled her towards the mirror, I'm like, oh, we're getting a backwards back break. And it's always effective. Is the blo- I, is the blob? It was like a like a call out to the blob. It's one of my favorite kills. Whenever I see it, because it's been done in a lot of different movies, but like the bending somebody backwards in half. It's just so brutal through a small hole. Yeah, is <laughs> it just mwah. It's, it's it's a great kill. Every it never every gets time. sick of it. Every time it's great. Uh huh. Just as effective here. But it was like I said, this was a very short segment. Yeah. Um, the second segment, they come back or whatever, and and so. During all these wraparounds, Clancy's, uh, or excuse me, Montgomery is taking Sam around all the different rooms of the mortuary, kind of showing her around or whatever. And eventually, you get to the end and right. this and that. So as he's taking her through, he tells her another story that I called "Condoms on Campus." Okay. Okay. This one is the one that like really, <laughs> this the the. <laughs> The non-family friendly aspects of this movie really show during this one. Yeah. What is it about anthology movies having some sort of dick play in at least one of them? What else are you referring to? Uh Chillerama had the big the big sperm monster. Oh, the giant. <laughs> there was um I feel there's a couple other ones that had like just weird dick things in them. Like I don't know. It's like you never want to make a full movie out of it. Well, there was, but, uh, did, in VHS, did the, uh, well, they were having sex. The, uh, the, the, the gargoyle chick. Yeah. Did she rip, uh, did she rip somebody's dick off? I think she might have. I don't know. It's been a I long time since I've seen it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Point is, though, uh, I did not expect that in this, in this at all. Um, this is about a guy who's coming, he's, he's coming off, uh, he's has, passing out condoms to these young Young freshman girls who are coming I, to campus. I think it's it's important we mention that all of these stories take place in the fifties. Yeah, something like that. No, fifties. Yeah, you think so? I think so. Okay. Yeah, no, I think so. No, that car he's driving is not a fifties car. Which car? The car that he gets at the end to drive over to the girl's parents' house. That's not a fifties car. I don't remember what it looks like. It was not fifties. Tell you that much. Well, like fifties would be like Studebaker or stuff like that. That was not that. Um, it was like a muscle car almost. It was older, but muscly. Yeah. Well, they take it takes place in like the fifties, sixties, something like that. It's old. I'll I'll concede to you for now. If I decide to look it up, that can be a correction for well, next week. But well, what I guess think about like the television that that they're watching. That the newscaster is on the little tiny black and white television. That one's and definitely older. And he's sm- no, these all take place within like a couple weeks of each other. I don't know. I would all ne- of these stories take place at the same time. I'm gonna look into this. I don't think it was 50s, 60s. I'll look into it though. That could be a correction for next week. I think. I think. I think you're off on this one just a little bit. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. Well, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> point is, I well, it does because this was so. This kid's handing out condoms on campus because it's the age of 
women taking taking uh, you know like toppling the patriarchy and taking back their uh, taking back their power and their mm-hmm. like like you're now you're now uh, because of the advent of the condom you're now able to it's it's empowerment it's, it's empowerment like crush you, the patriarchy right you can go out and have sex with whoever you want to it's and, patriarchy <laughs> the patriarchy well that's what he's saying. <laughs> That's what he's saying, and like, and basically, it's a ploy just to get all these girls to come to their fraternity house that night to a party. Yes, and they're all going to show up with the condoms that these guys gave out, and, and they're, they're going to be looking to empower themselves by having sex with a bunch of randos, right? With the guy that gave them the condoms, right? Yeah. So, uh, this guy ends up meeting this girl, um, Sandra. Played by Emma Horvath, who is babe. A crazy Total babe. babe. Holy crap! Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and they, yeah. I'd let her put a monster in me. <laughs> they they get to going, and <laughs> their sex scene is hilarious because it goes on for. They do like a little thing where in the foreground of the shot you can see a clock, and in the background you can see them going at it. In the back, and, in the foreground you can see a clock, and in the background you can see a cock. <laughs> and. They have sex for like eight hours straight, and you just see like it's them. Exhausting. You see them in the background just doing all these ridiculous positions and stuff. To be eighteen again, <laughs> and uh, it turn it turns out the uh, this was a cautionary tale about using protection. Yeah. Uh, because did you did you notice the name of the fraternity that he was in? Sigma. Sigma Theta Delta. Oh, S T I is it S T S T D? Yeah. Um, what the uh the the kid like the 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 uh the kind of squirrely kid, mm-hmm. his buddy, who like comes into his who comes into his room before the party. Yep. That kid cracked me up so much. Oh, oh, he's great. He's absolutely. He great. was so funny. I uh, is he from something else? So I couldn't. I. I thought that everybody in this movie looked, or in this short, looked like somebody else. The main dude looked exactly like the guy that played uh, Clark Kent in Smallville. I oh, can't think of his name. Uh, Sam. Uh, uh, no, not Sam. Not Sam. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that. I do. Looks exactly like him. Or Tom. Tom, Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Yeah, he looked exactly like Tom Welling. The guy that played the squirrely dude looked exactly like, and I don't know if you know who I'm talking about here, uh, Robin Lord Taylor. He played the penguin oh, in yeah, Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked exactly like him. I don't know about exactly, but he did. And then the girl, I know you disagree with this because you think this girl was hot and you think Anna Paquin is not hot, but I thought she looked a lot like Anna Paquin. Which one? The main girl. The the Sandra? Yeah. I thought she looked she looked a lot nothing like, like Anna, Anna Paquin. Yes, she, Are you crazy? I don't understand how you don't think Anna Paquin's attractive, but uh I think it's I just I find her annoying. Well, I and so not. that, but if, point that is, I thought they all I looked like those people. I'm like watching girl, the short, and that, I was like, did they just cast people who looked like other people? Bro, that girl looks nothing like Anna. Yeah, Paquin. she does. Yeah, she does. You're out of your mind. Nope. nope. You're out of your mind. Nope. We should do a poll on this we'll one do because a poll. you're fu- you're crazy. She <laughs> not looks nothing crazy. like Anna Paquin. That's that's garbage. Um, point is though, uh, yeah. So he ends up uh, he ends up putting it to. Uh, <laughs> Well, I think that you can make the argument that she puts it to him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She puts it to him for eight hours straight. <laughs> and uh, he wakes up or whatever. He's got like, this weird rash on himself or whatever. And then he gets like super sick. And then there's this great chair scene. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm not going to describe it. Just watch it. It's great. Just the aftermath of the chair scene. <laughs> 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 At first, I was just like, oh, 
Oh my god! Like, the best part about it is that nobody moves when it happens. They all just stand there, and, and then goes, slowly they just they do what they do. And he it, just it's goes, great. "Keys, give me the keys." And they cut to his buddy, the squirrely kid, handing over his keys, and he's just covered, <laughs> just covered. It's so funny. Oh, oh man. Yeah, oh, and the, then the one thing that I, is... I didn't even think about this when when they showed it, but he. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but did you notice what was on his keychain? I did not. His keychain had a little leather tag with a seahorse on it. And in nature, what's, what's, oh, what's significant yeah. about seahorses? It's the, the male. The males yeah. are the ones who yeah. give birth, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically he decided, even though he gave her the condom, he decided, Oh, I don't want to use this. Right. And she goes, Well, no, I want to feel empowered. So he pretends to put it on, clicks it across the <laughs> Which, room. Which, how did she not hear that? <laughs> or maybe she didn't. She just didn't care because it turns out that yeah, yeah, well, this is kind of her. It's kind of her thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so he didn't use a condom. And the whole, it's a cautionary tale. Use protection. Otherwise, uh, bad things are going to happen. Right. And uh, so we won't give all of it away. No, but, but uh, the, the, I already mentioned I'm going to say it again. Watch it for the exploding dick. That is all I'm going to say. It's, I, it is hysterical. I, hysterical. I did, like that was that was something I I never I never saw. Like I I figured it would just like maybe it would be a behind shot and there would be like a splatter or something yep, like that. Yep. Seeing the actual dick suddenly blow up to the size of a balloon and then pop was just fantastic it all happens very quickly too. it does it's really very quick. quickly <laughs> you but almost it's... you almost have to stop it and rewind and then play it in slow-mo to get the full 17 glory 17 <laughs> times oh man yeah, it's so it's, funny it's fantastic um so yeah that's that one then it goes back to the main story again you know whatever blah blah, blah. they go to a different room and then there's a story about the dying wife this this story I found genuinely creepy. This one did nothing for me. Really? Yeah, this was my least favorite of all three. So, uh, to me, I, it was it was not my favorite mm-hmm. of the stories. Um, but to me, the like as far as creepiness factor goes, yeah. To me, I there's something about a a person in a catatonic state. Who just like stares at you with you've, a blank stare? You've mentioned this before, something yeah. creepy about that to me, um, and especially her. Like she's a beautiful girl, but she had that stare, and it made it like when she was looking at him, it 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 made me very uncomfortable. Like it's like it was very very creepy. Like I tried to put myself in his position, and I'm like. Well, you're looking at her, and she's your wife, and you love her, but also, God, she looks fucking creepy. Yeah. And then especially, like, and then, you know, Dr. Kubler says, these have no trace. They leave no trace. If she were to take two of these, then... Basically giving them an out to, like, your life is miserable right now, and I can tell that you need to move on. Yeah. Kill your wife. Right. Basically. Right. And... When he gives her the pills, and then I see, I actually I like this story quite a lot. I the reason that I didn't like it is because, and and maybe you can shed some light on this. I just didn't, I didn't think that the ending was satisfactory at all. Like what happened in the elevator? Was he just dreaming all that because he was overtaken with guilt of what happened? 
I like what happened? Like he's just the, the the it starts and then suddenly he's in. Is she in the elevator with him? Was that all real? Was or because you don't see the chest again once the elevator opens and the people find him there. He's clutching he's clutching a book that you never see him with throughout the rest of the movie. So why does he have this? What is that book? Well, you do. You saw you, you saw him. He flipped through it in the apartment, but you don't know that he has it with him. Did he? Like what? I, I don't. It, it's not clear as to what actually happens i think that's probably what's creepy about it like he's covered in blood the elevator's covered in blood it's not at the end though yes it is no it's not it's not no no that's what i'm saying you don't i i guess the whole idea of it is that you don't know what's real and what's not but like i don't know i just this one just didn't do anything for me. i just didn't really understand what they were going for and maybe this is just me not getting it but i don't know it's a i like it, I if you think about it in terms of it being supernatural because obviously you gotta there's some suspension of disbelief here because after she had been fully run through in the brain by a a, (laughs) what was that thing an Uh, arctic uh, hair arctic hair she was still moving yeah you know and like well also suspension of disbelief you're not cutting up a human body with ham shears well maybe (laughs) no have you ever tried as as a man who has carved plenty of hams and turkeys in my life, <laughs> trust me, even those electrical shears, they ain't getting through bone. <laughs> Not happening, all right? Seasoned pro over here. Yeah, but things aren't made the way now they I used to be. Now I want ham. Things aren't made the way they used to be. Back in the oh, 50s no. or 60s? My mother's straight gold. Those, those bitches are vintage. By the way, did this dude remind you of our buddy Kyle at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle series, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it cracked me up. Yep, yep. Um... He also yeah, reminded I, me of that heavy metal comedian, the guy that's in a lot of the um. His oh, boy, yeah. oh, what's his name? I can never remember his I, name. Yeah, I can't remember. I know yeah. who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always in the heavy metal stuff. He's a he, he was in uh, he was in just just shoot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian something. Uh, uh, Brian, God damn it! Yes, yes. <laughs> I yeah, I know who you're, I talking, know who you're yeah. talking about. Um. I don't know. I did like this one. I liked all of them, actually. This was probably my least favorite just because it, you know, kind of went on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was a little... Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn, yeah. Um, yeah, this was probably my least favorite. But yeah, I, this was, I, like I said, just didn't I, do anything for I me. I still did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so then they go back to the wraparound story. Was there another one after this? No, so that went back to the wraparound story, and then she's like, "Let me tell you my story." Oh, so, so it's kind of so there's her yeah, there's story. Not, well, is her story essentially is essentially Halloween, right? Which I really love because I'm watching. So she's watching a movie during her excuse me during her story that is called The Babysitter Murders, right? And it's well, it's not essentially Halloween though. I mean, it's yes, got it's every, every scene they showed was a take on Halloween. Yeah, but it's got a obviously a major twist. Well, yes, obviously, but like every scene was set up though to make you, dude. Halloween was called the Babysitter Murders. I know. Yeah, it's supposed to be Halloween. So I'm watching. I'm watching the short though, right? And I'm like, I want to watch this short. Like that's what I want to watch. Turns out you can Mm -hmm. because the director Brian, um, not Brian, what's his name? Uh, I had it right here. Ryan Spindell. Spindell. He actually, that's his short that he put out in 2012 or 2015. One of the two. That he reused for the TV portion of this thing, which then spun off into this entire Mortuary Collection series. Right. So pretty actually awesome. You can you can watch that. Um, Did you watch the whole thing? No, I need to. I, oh. I just I just finished watching this before I started the next movie. Oh, right on, and right we on. finished a year, so I didn't have any time. 
Um, um, but no, it's not. It's not just the the babysitter murders segment is not just what you're seeing on the TV. The the short is not yeah. just what you're seeing on the TV. Oh, no, it's I know actually it's the whole the thing, whole thing yeah. with with the with uh, what's her name? Uh, Sam. Sam. Yeah, the same girl. And later. and the dude Caitlin who's Custer, in the yeah. house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's all of that. It's not. But like the movie, the movie that she's watching itself. I would like to see that too. Yeah. But that that's what it is though. It's that's also in that short. I'm fairly certain. No, I think I think basically like the last 20 minutes of this movie, that segment, that entire segment is essentially the short of the babysitter murders. Oh, okay. No, well, regardless. So, regardless. I could be wrong cuz I haven't seen it, but there from what some, I understand that's what it is. There were some super super great special effects. In yeah. this, like the the guy getting his face smashed with the TV, that was such I've a cool never, shot too. I've like never seen a like a like a, a third person view of the like of the TV coming down on a person's face and smashing on the screen. That was incredible. The only thing that I've ever seen that looked like that to me was the. Have you ever seen the Rubber Johnny short? No. But uh, the Aphex Twin song, Rubber Johnny. It's there's a there's a uh, there's a scene in uh, the Rubber Johnny short where it starts it's it's almost like the camera is a piece of glass and it's smashing onto the character's face okay. and you you see just like all these like con- contorted like smashed close up faces that he's making and it looks a lot like when you see that uh, first person view of the TV coming down on his face just and... not smashed I'm assuming what's that <laughs> just not smashed like a cantaloupe I'm assuming. Uh, kind of. It looks like that. It's really disgusting looking. Hmm. Okay. But uh, that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that, other than this short. And that was such a, that was such a cool kill. It was. It was, it was amazing. It was like. Uh, it was like Stu's death in Scream, except for if you were seeing it from Stu's point of view. <laughs> Basically, so that's yeah. how he dies. Yeah. Right. He gets yeah. a, a TV dropped on his face. Um. I don't want to give away the end of the movie. No, it's a, it's a newer movie. It's yeah, it's from twenty nineteen. Um, so I'm not going to give away the twist, but there is a twist. What a twist! What a twist! Um, but yeah, it was it, it was great. There is there's some also some like dead children at the end of this movie that come back to life and they're all burnt to shit and they're like crawling out of books and stuff. Mm-hmm. The puppetry in those was incredible. Really cool. And the reason that everything looks all the special effects look so good in this movie, they're all done by Tom Woodruff Jr. Mm. Who is a a legend? Yeah. In the special effects, so that that of course everything is going to look amazing, um, but yeah, the, I don't know. It was so good, and it, the the wraparound story it it ends very satisfactory. I thought all the perform Clancy Brown's performance in this whole movie was was amazing. It's pretty much what he was um, what he was built for. Yeah, it's <laughs> playing a giant creep. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's nothing bad about this movie. It is a perfect october halloween season movie to watch totally so if you're looking for something you've never heard of this again it's on shutter i get it i love anthologies so much i like watching uh tales of halloween yep this time of year uh what other what was the other one tales of halloween trick-or-treat uh trick-or-treat i think this one goes this one's got a different vibe it's my hot water heater oh because <laughs> mine actually works oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um this one's got a totally different vibe than those other two, but I think that it fits it, in very it fits nicely. Though, yeah. Those that that would be a great trilogy of anthologies, anthologies yeah. to watch. Yeah, super this good this time of year. Super um, good, so cool. It was just the look, the cinematography was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Very well shot, yeah. Yeah, just it was yeah, it was amazing. I really, really liked it. The set design was amazing. Set too. design was the, cool. the wraparound story, set design, the whole mortuary was incredible. Yeah, awesome. Um yeah, it's just it's, it's just good. It's just a really well made, fun, spooky movie. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Can't I I this one, you know, Mortuary, don't fucking watch it. <laughs> the Mortuary collection, though, absolutely watch. Yeah, absolutely. Go out of your way, I would say, even to watch it. Yeah. If you're into that kind of movie. I yeah. And it's on Shutter. It's on Shutter. So just get it. Just get it. Even if you like pay, even if you don't have Shutter, pay for it for a month. For October at least. For October, watch this movie. Spend the rest of October watching a bunch of other amazing horror movies, and then you know, cancel if you want to, but don't. It's five bucks. Cause just don't. Cause just don't get a. Uh, just don't get some Duncan, for one day out of the month. Yeah. You're good. As, as hard as don't, that might don't be. Don't get some Duncan, don't kid. Don't get some fucking Duncan, kid. <laughs> as hard as it may be. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. That's, uh, that's I think that's it. That's an episode. That was uh, that was a, a, a great a great movie to kick off our only two episodes for... It feels, I know, it feels right? weird. It feels weird. I know. It feels weird. But we'll have, we'll have to pick some bangers for next week. We'll figure some stuff out, yeah. Or two weeks from now, rather. Um, um, hey, this is a good first episode in the hangar. Yeah. Worked out pretty well. I feel like I need to. Uh, I need to get like a big sign or something. Oh yeah, you do. Neon. You, you need. I'm gonna get a. Phone. <laughs> Look at that wall. It's just begging for a giant neon sign that says the hangar. <laughs> it kind of is. The the new Joe Rogan sign from his uh, his new studio. Is it neon? Oh yeah. I don't know. I haven't oh, seen it. Great. Right it's on. Great. Neon signs are expensive. As it's shit. very self indulgent, but it's great. <laughs> well, what what are we if not self indulgent? That's fair. That's we have we have a show where we just talk about the things that we like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's true. Well, I mean, we didn't really like Mortuary or so. not like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All anyway, right. Well. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Great first show at the hangar. Uh, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Hey. Thanks for flying by. Thanks for. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for landing. Thanks for what's what's that thing where what's the thing where you uh thanks for spreading your wings with us that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing where you uh, a layover a layover thanks for doing your layover at the hangar <laughs> all uh, right we gotta, we gotta go yep okay all right um cheers until next time bud where can they find us James? oh fuck <laughs> It's three been, three it's weeks. It's been three weeks. If three you weeks. want, if you want to find us before uh, five weeks from now, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzz Kill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. So if you got a friend that you think uh, would like the show, be like, hey, go check it out. What do you got? iTunes? You can listen to it. What do you got? Spotify? You can listen to it. What do you got? Monkey's butt? Probably there too. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I love Monkey's butt personally. Yeah. It's got all my favorite. Uh, all my favorite podcasts. Yeah. Um, if you feel like giving us a rating and a review on any of those places that you listen to us, especially Monkey's Butt, uh, that helps us out a lot. It so does. give us a rating, give us a review, tell your friends, tell the world, and uh, until next time. That's it. Later, bud. Cheers. See you. Have a good night. Oh, it's such a stretch. <laughs>